fresh and exciting. Somebody with a sock personality that'll sweep people right off their feet. Where is he? What is he up to? What other terrors can he unleash at will? Calling your genial host, renowned writer, art collector, and teller of strange tales. What fiendish power did he possess? Where did he come from? Who is this man? Believe me. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network for a Friday. Talk radio the way our founders intended. America, do you think that you or I could beat a couple of cops down, kick one in the face, and be back on the streets in time for dinner? Doubtful. Day 1118. Keep it the Eric in America. Say hello to Easy. What's up? Good afternoon. And putting the heat in Heather. Hello. Double H is here. We'll do Dark History. Uh, hour three, as usual. Movie Man Mike in the uh, top of the final hour. And your remarks. Uh, you know, bring it. It's Friday. You know, the more I see the footage of those a-holes flipping the double birds, grinning from ear to ear... The the more it makes me fume that that's the treatment. Um, Alvin Bragg, that's the uh, the culprit, and these guys aren't sweethearts by any stretch of the imagination. John Miller, CNN's legal analyst, did a little uh, digging into their record. You don't touch our police officers. You don't touch anybody. Thank you, everybody. I mean, we're hearing a change when it comes to immigration in general, from President Biden on down. Do you hear her talk about that? It is also directly related to the fact that these were police officers. Does that have any impact? Does that change anything? Well, it's so complicated because, you know, you're a New Yorker. You move through the city every day, as I do. We see these people, we touch these people, they're out looking for work, they're delivering our food, they're at the gas stations and the car wash. Uh, I mean, these are people who came in waves, you know, 170,000 probably to New York City. Um, but within that group, this hardworking, you know, throngs of people in search of hope and a better life, there is this one percenter, you know, criminal element. Only one percenter, though, folks. It's just such a tiny fraction of all the good people from Venezuela that looks at a different opportunity here these individuals I went over their rap sheets yesterday mm -hmm. multiple charges grand larceny robbery attempted robbery grand larceny grand larceny uh, this particular crew operated on mopeds and scooters they were doing organized retail theft they were these are bad bad people but wait till you hear why they do all the robbing and stealing in New York, and come down to have a good time in Florida. We're doing snatches on the street, iPhones, iPads, clothing, so on and so forth. Um, one of them that they are still seeking has 10 charges on one day because he's part of a pattern that's been going on. And I'm looking at the dates that their arrest started, which is probably close to when they got here. They've only been here a couple of months. So what the detectives are telling me is 
They have crews here that operate in New York, do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail. It's true. You will go to jail. You will go to jail. And you'll stay in jail until you either post bond or you see a judge. Um, we, you know, just as predicted, they're resorting to crime. I, it may be a small percentage now, but I can't imagine that stands for long. You've given these people nothing, no hope. Uh, uh, you know, they're just uh, floating. And the police union there, as you can imagine, <clears throat> they're pretty ticked. Why aren't they in jail right now? They brutally attacked a New York City police officer and a lieutenant. Our criminal justice system is upside down. It fails every day. Yep. There it does. Certainly does there. When, when, the, when, the, when the, the solutions are so clear, that's the aggravating part, you know? Um, you know, the, the president could sign three or four executive orders and get things back in order. We know he doesn't want to do that. And they're muddying the waters by presenting another bill uh, that, by all accounts, is way, way worse than uh, it, it just cements what we're, what we're experiencing right now as a country uh, to become the new normal. Let me see if I have, uh, I think I have Trump on that. Maybe not. Nope, I don't, you know, nope. I think I have it somewhere. I'll find it. Um, John just, just explains it like it. It's a really, really bad bill. And and the people say, well, it's something. It's a movement. It's a border bill. It's a bill about the border. Yes, it is a bill about the border, but the bill does not stop what's going on at the border. It makes what's going on at the border every day. It's the normal Democratic tactic is to take a bill that they stuff with a bunch of other garbage and then slap a name on it they like. Uh, how about an Inflation Reduction Act? Is it 90% environmental stuff that's actually going to cause inflation to go up? Yes, but yeah. it says that reduction, it's going to reduce it. Here's what President Trump had to say about it. Well, the deal they're looking at is terrible. They're going to allow part of the deal. You know, they're not releasing the papers. That's always a bad sign. Nobody can get a hold of the so papers. So they're going to release it Friday night. Why? The text is Friday. Why weren't they releasing it earlier than that? Because it's no good, and it's no good for the Republicans. And frankly, any Republican that signs it should be ashamed of himself or herself. It's 5,000. You don't have to look beyond that because it's a very weak deal. But for, one, for starters, they want to allow 5,000 people to come on to our country like... On a daily basis, they said, on a daily basis, 5,000 people. That's a lot of people. Why would Langford be agreeing to that? I don't know. He's a very nice man. Maybe Mitch McConnell. I mean, he's agreed billions of dollars and trillions of dollars for projects that are Green New Deal. You know, I call it the Green New Scam. Uh, trillions of dollars for the Green New Scam. So that's maybe worse. I don't think there's anything you can do that's worse than a bad immigration deal. And they're doing a bad deal. You're better off not having a deal than having a bad deal. I agree. Go without a deal. What I mean, I don't know what Biden expected to do or if he expected to do anything about the uh, run up to the 2024 about the border because he knew. I mean, every you know, I mean, I'm a dumbass and I know that that looks bad for a for a, uh, you know, election year incumbent president to have a, a really piss poor four year record at the border by then, by the time November rolls around, who knows, it could be at the 10 million, nine, nine and a half million. <clears throat> and then to was his plan to spring forth and go, ah, oh, we got a border deal. And this is the same deal we've been dealing with, but now it's in writing. We wrote it down and signed it. 
No, I don't think so. I think he has some terrible people that work for him that they're only, uh, they only know one thing. And they go in and they look at, okay, what's the problem today? Uh, border stuff. Okay, I want you to go out there and blame MAGA Republicans. Oh, right. but it doesn't have anything to do with them. No, no, but just blame them. Yeah, well, because blame they them. won't sign our deal. Uh, we're, we got to... Uh, you know, uh, we, oh, wow, your numbers are really low because of the uh, the uh, Israel-Gaza conflict. Uh, blame Republicans for not giving them enough money. <laughs> the Ukraine war is still going on. Right. Uh, blame Republicans for not giving Ukraine more money. Not uh, what can we do or all what our plans are. It's always the deflect. How can we blame them? How can we cast this blame? It's just a... Uh, an ass show for real. And the, uh, this attorney, Roberta Kaplan, she's on uh, George Conway's uh, podcast. And she's represented uh, E. Jean Carroll and someone else that sued a high profile case that sued uh, Trump. She represents the people, you know, against Trump. Uh, so she's at Mar-a-Lago, and she's telling the story. Trump was pissed. He, he, he didn't want to be there. Uh, the, the president's request, they work through a lunch break because he believed the deposition was a waste of his time. Um, and his, they were in the uh, deposition, and she says you could see his wheels spinning. You could almost see it. Uh, he, uh, he said, well, you're here in Mar-a-Lago. What do you think you're going to do for lunch? Where are you going to get lunch? And Kaplan said to him, uh, Mr. President, your attorneys have graciously offered to provide us uh, with lunch. That's a common practice for that type of thing. Um, at which point, there was a, she, she claims, a huge pile of documents and exhibits in front of him. And he took the pile and he threw it across the table and stormed out of the room. And then he got really mad at Alina Haba for feeding them lunch. And he yelled out. They could hear her yelling at her. Then, after they ate, he came back in and he said, well, how did you like your lunch? And she said, well, sir, I just had a banana. You know, I don't really eat when I'm taking a testimony. He said, well, I told you it was, uh, I told you, I, I told them to make really bad sandwiches, but I, they can't help themselves. We have the best sandwiches at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> <laughs> but better than that, in another little story, she detailed the end of the deposition. She was set to get up and leave. And Trump told her, see you next Tuesday. The old sophomore C word. At first, she didn't know. She's like, well, I, I, was, I was confused. I, I thought our next meeting was set for a Wednesday. <laughs> uh, she was, you know, the joke. And then she gets into the car with her colleagues, and, and he said, uh, she said to one of them, Do you know what that means? And she's like, What are you talking about? They told me, and I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe I didn't know what, what that meant. But if I knew, I would have gotten angry. You know, Trump high-fived his aide, too, and they love yeah. what you left. <laughs> that was a good one, right? I burned her. She didn't even know. <laughs> uh, and there's all these stories out about, um, uh, you know, now um, what Biden really says about Trump behind closed doors. He's known to have a salty uh, uh, language behind closed doors. But apparently, he's very animated and angry. He derided Donald Trump and his followers for drawing glee from political violence. Um, Biden said at his rally, he jokes about an intruder whipped, whipped up by Big Trump lie, taking a hammer to Paul Pelosi's skull. He thinks that's funny. He laughed about it. What a sick. And he stopped himself. But apparently, behind closed doors, they call. he says that Biden calls him a sick F. 
an effing a-hole. Um, he says he's long had a problem with Trump encouraging political violence. <laughs> uh, and this this reporter repeats the uh, fine uh, fine people on both sides uh, lie in the story. So he's a tough talking. Um, uh, when Trump said, "Well, you know, we'll stand up to Nancy Pelosi, who ruined San Francisco, and how is your husband doing? Does anybody know?" Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy! Oh boy! Uh, well, it's hard for me to believe this, but the New York Times ran a bit a big piece, and its title is "As Kids They Thought They Were Trans." They no longer do. It's in the op-ed, you know, but it's not an opinion piece per se because they tell stories. Uh, one was a girl, 17 years old. <clears throat> she felt detached from her body. Uh, she read about transgender people online, went down some rabbit holes on TikTok and YouTube, uh, and it seemed like the obvious solution to her. Uh, the uh, the narrative she was had absorbed from on from her rabbit hole diving was you if you don't transition. You will kill yourself. Seventeen years old, she went to her parents. I got into the you know the the stuff. She started the cross sex hormones right away. Double mastectomy. Uh, went off to college as a transgender dude named Grayson. <laughs> uh, she paired with a male roommate on a men's floor. She was five three. She felt more like an effeminate gay man. No point to her medical surgery transition. Did anyone ask her about the reasons behind her gender dysphoria? Or her depression. At no point was she asked about her sexual orientation. At no point was she asked about any previous trauma. Neither the therapist nor the doctors ever learned that she'd been sexually abused as a child. She said, I wish there'd been more open uh, conversations. (laughs) She's now 23. I was told there was one cure and one thing to do if this was your problem and it will help you. Um... And, of course, you know, they get into why this is turned into a political battle, uh, you know. Yeah, it's because you have therapists like that that think that's a feather in their cap to uh, diagnose someone like, oh, I got another one. I figured it out. <laughs> yeah, dude. Instead of um, there's so many of those stories is scary because you do a lot of times you, the first thing people say is, hey, you, maybe you need to go see a therapist and talk this through. Yes, absolutely. Uh, a lot of these stories, almost every one of them that you've heard where the person has come back from it has said, I went to see a therapist and within like 30 minutes they were telling me I was trans and I needed to start getting medication. Yeah, and I got a prescription that day. Listen to this. This is a wild story about a, a parents and a family. They're immigrants from India. They were in Olympia, Washington and uh the they left. They have been driven out of the state. Wait, they drove. They were driven out of Washington. They left one day. Uh, some of the other kids. They had two kids. They noticed the, that their kid Tia had been gone from school for a couple of weeks. Um, uh, another uh, person whose daughter was a classmate. They were worried about it. They, so she t- uh, texted Tia's mother to ask why they hadn't been there. And the mother said, uh, got, uh, "said I'm sorry, we're out of town." Um, Tia was apparently had gone through a social and gender transition at school, encouraged by her teacher. Uh, and 
and they have the uh, uh, the policy where they don't tell the parents. When the family learned about it, they came into conflict with the public school system that it, it they've so embraced this ideology, this radical notion that parents who don't unquestionably affirm their kids' gender choices are a danger to that child. Their their protests were consequently treated as illegitimate. Mrs. A, they're calling the teacher, it was stalking my daughter, Tia's mother said. What is she going to do to my daughter? Paper copies of these email messages, among others, uh, were anonymously placed in an email box of a local mother and activist early this summer. <clears throat> Most were sent after Tia's parents had taken their children to Oregon. Listen to this. Make sure this email is deleted, too, when we're done, because otherwise your mom looks. You will be outed instantly. I keep I kept emailing you, but I was worried your mom interfered before you saw my messages. I was so nervous I would take you into my home. I was I'm sorry, I was so serious. I would take you into my home anytime you need. You need to get a personal email set up so we can still have a way to communicate. I'm worried you're going to leave and I will never be able to I will never be able to be reached. This teacher pursued they they left Washington and went to Oregon because of this teacher. And because of they pursued the kid, and then they got to Oregon. I guess it was the same deal in Oregon. Um, and and so guess what? They've, they're on a plane back to India. They're like, screw this country. That's the most disturbing thing I've seen on this level of coordinated deception. Uh, let me tell you this, and this is a teacher in a school contacting a minor. You know, a one-on-one, which is a big no-no. You know, my wife is a coaches at a high school. Uh, you know, part-time she's a swim coach. Whenever they have to talk to a a student about anything, uh, uh, you know, one of the swimmers, that he she has to join in another coach. So you know, so there's no back and forth hinky stuff, especially if they're a minor. Yeah, and she's also not telling them to delete emails when they co- correspond. Right, yeah, a new email. Um. Uh, now listen to this. The previous years, this teacher trained other che- teachers um, at the district level. They said everyone liked her. We thought she was a great teacher. She would let me know how her daughter was doing. Uh, her attentive and affectionate teaching style seemed uh, uh, cloaked a uh, darker side of her. She'd constantly be pulling a few girls to to the side to talk with them. As almost always, girls of diverse ethnicities. She put her arms around them a lot, got to the point where one of the girls started dressing like her and acting like her. It was very odd. In public, she praised the district about its absolutist LGBTQ policy, like disallowing president uh, pre- parents from opting their kids out of Pride Month curricula. How about that? <laughs> she led the staff meeting to discuss the district's secrecy policy. Uh, and all of a sudden, this girl, Tia, became... Uh, whatever her focus, she spent more time with her, moved to the front of the class, uh, and and she literally was trying to transition this girl. There's no doubt about it. That's that's an evil man. These, the, and when people say they're out for your kids, this is a clear example. I'm not saying they're all they all are. This this woman here is clearly trying to transition kids and convince them that they are trans at whatever risk. That's horrible. They even tell the other students in the class not to tell their parents that this kid Tia has transitioned. How effed up is that? It's all, you're literally leading young children in a giant, awful lie and, and encouraging them to lie as well. It's abhorrent. 
It's a secret between the children and the adults in the school to be kept from all families. Suddenly, you know, for a while they did what they were told, but they're kids that young. Uh, Tia was 10, by the way. The girls would never be allowed to say her real name in front of Mrs. A because Mrs. A would correct them. Uh, because of this, many of the other kids stopped hanging out with her. Way to go. They are coming for your children. Get them out of public schools. Um, when, when we return... <laughs> Gavin Newsom is the king of zero self-awareness. 100%. Wow. Uh, We'll talk about it next. Uh, And using a GPS device to track that cheating scallywag boyfriend of yours may soon, without his consent, get you a felony in Florida. Stick around. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I joined the Navy to serve my country as a Navy SEAL. While parachuting with my platoon, my parachute didn't open. I broke my neck. It left me paralyzed. Paralyzed Veterans of America was by my side from that moment on. Since 1946, Paralyzed Veterans of America has kept a promise to our wounded veterans. We will never leave a fallen comrade behind. Thanks to PVA, paralyzed veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments. The benefits they've earned the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Our veterans fought for us. Let's fight for them. To learn more, go to pva.org today. Every year across America, a staggering 4.2 million youth are homeless or trafficked. Covenant House is the national leader providing safe housing for youth 50 years strong. Help us fight youth homelessness. Go to covenanthouse.org. Myself every time the, uh, I I see the footage again of the cops getting beaten up by a bunch of illegal aliens. Why didn't they just shoot them? I mean, you're I mean uh, you, you're in fear for your life. If a guy was rushing at you with a gun, you uh, with a knife, you'd shoot him. They did the right thing in the long run because it would have just been worse off if they had done that. Meanwhile, Daniel Penny is he still in prison? I mean, I know they chased him down and arrested him. Right. These guys walked in one door, got their hands dirty, washed them, and then walked out the other door with some paperwork. It was amazing to me. Um, So uh, here's Governor Gavin Newsom. He's on a Zoom call, uh, (laughs) and he's talking about how he was in a store and saw a guy walk out without, without paying, and initially this cashier didn't recognize him, I guess. Uh, this is on our stack yesterday. I didn't get, I didn't get to it. Um, he's just blown away. Uh, this whole conversation blows me away. He knows what the limit is that you can steal in California where the cops are going to show it's nine, what, 950? 950. Well, under $1,000. Doesn't he say that here yeah. somewhere? says, sir, uh, you dropped this. And he comes back, picks it up, and keeps walking out. As we're checking out, the woman says, oh, he's just walking out. He didn't pay for that. I said, well, why are you stopping? She goes, 
Oh, the governor. I swear to God, true story. And my mom's great. The governor lowered the threshold. There's no, there's no, there's no accountability. There's no, I said that's just not true. And she, I, she got, I said we have the tenth toughest, nine hundred fifty dollars, the tenth toughest in America. So he's saying that a limit of, of, of that someone can steal from your store without police intervention at any one time without being stopped is nine hundred and fifty dollars, and that's the tenth toughest in America. I'm pretty sure here it's anything. I mean, you're not walking out of a, of a Home Depot in the state of Florida uh, with a power saw or a drill. That's not happening. She doesn't even know what I was talking about. By the way, it's the 10th toughest in America. Look it up. No one gives a damn about right. it. And I said, it's just not true. They're still stopped. They said, well, we don't stop them because of the government. And then she goes, she looks at me twice, and then she freaks out. She calls everyone over, wants to take photos. I'm like, no, I'm not taking a photo. We're having a conversation. Where's your manager? How are you blaming the governor? And it was, you know, $380 later. And I was like, why am I spending $380? Everyone can walk the hell right out. Not fair. Not fair. Yeah. It's my target. But I don't understand. He, he recognized that the guy stole a lot of stuff, but he's still... He's alarmed that they're. It's Proposition Forty Seven. Oh, I like though that he's. Oh, uh, nine hundred fifty bucks. That's the tenth, tenth toughest. Well, that guy didn't look like he stole nine hundred fifty bucks. And he just walked out. So wouldn't have mattered if it was nine hundred fifty bucks or not. I, 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 he, how could he be so obtuse to a situation that's, that that happens every day? It's routine. It, it, it has closed down hundreds of businesses in San Francisco. And other places. And walk in, walk out. There's nothing you can do about it. I've seen countless videos about it. And he's just, what? what? What's going on? You know what's going on, dude. <laughs> yeah, and he's such an elitist tool bag that not only did he, uh, when the person recognized him and, hey, you know, can I speak to my governor? Uh, he's, no, I need to speak to your manager. He straight up karen it and then probably got that person in trouble. Yeah. Because I'm sure that manager was pissed after that. Like, well, you told is, the is, It's it later in this audio, isn't it? Or have I heard it yet? I don't know if it, but you just assume that if he he called over the manager and talked, that manager was going to be pissed. They're like, hey, you just told the governor that we let people steal. Uh, you, you're, they, well, do. they do. But that, that manager is going to take it out on that employee. I mean, wait, why? Because the governor just called him out about it. But you I mean, know, it's what he can but, do. I don't, I don't, I really don't understand the, 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 why he would be, I mean, he pointed out. Prop 47, which was passed by a majority of voters in California, won 59 to 40 percent. And I'd love to know where he got that number of 10 toughest, because I've just tried to search it a couple times the last couple of days. I can't seem to find those numbers. Yeah, let me read to you from the from the bill itself. Uh, it's it's uh, Prop 47, also known uh, as criminal sentences, misdemeanor and penalties initiative status, also known as Safe Neighborhood and Schools uh, Act. <laughs> Uh, the crimes affected shoplifting. The value of property stolen does not exceed nine fifty. It's not a crime. Grand theft, where the value of stolen property does not exceed nine fifty. Receiving stolen property, where the value of the property does not exceed nine fifty. Forgery, where the value of the forged check bond does not exceed nine fifty. Fraud, where nine fifty is the uh, nine fifty all the way writing a bad check. Uh, you can write bad checks all day long as long as not for over nine fifty. Yeah, 
And That's that, not against the law anymore. The employee said the governor made that decision. Well, he even said it's $950. So, again, there's no way that that guy walked out of the self-checkout with more than $950. Yeah. Possible, but uh, pretty uh, probably not what it was. Um, in, 20, in 2010, California legislator adopted the 2372 uh, bill, which made most thefts of a value under 950 misdemeanors, increasing the threshold from 400, which had been a... Wow. Like... Uh, since 82, you could steal $400 and it was no big deal. Well, look, it's inflation, the, dollar, the value of the dollar. Well, we got to raise that level. Yeah, big screens are a lot more expensive nowadays. <sighs> wow. Well, it's just been wonderful for the state of uh, California. He's just, he is so unaware. He's such an elitist. He's always has been. Yeah, shut down the restaurants and go to French Laundry. Yeah, shut down restaurants, tell everybody they can't go outside because of COVID, and then open and then force the guy that owns the French Laundry to open the place up so he could have dinner there. In a, in a, in a room with, uh, what, a dozen other people yeah. in there? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, well, they arrested that swatter. This kid is 17 years old. Look at this poor... POS. Yeah. He's from California. And he's been drugged back. He's been extradited. He's uh, at Seminole County uh, lockup. And he he faces charges related to a swatting call made to a mosque out here in Sanford. Uh, and that's just the, 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 the tip of the iceberg. It was a big deal here. 30 cops responded. They t- treated it very seriously. Um, and he's also accused of targeting uh, high schools. Historically, black colleges, mosques, FBI offices, even making bomb threats against military bases and the Pentagon. <laughs> what a douchebag. They executed a search warrant at his home, leading to his arrest. He's got three felonies of false reporting concerning the facilitation of an act of terrorism and a felony charge for the unlawful use of a two-way communication device with prejudice. Despite entering a plea of not guilty, he remains in custody. Uh, listen to this. The teen's arrest affidavit states that he has been offering, he's been, this is, he's treated this like a job since 2021, offering to make swatting calls for money. Oh. Like he could contact this guy. 1-800-SWAT. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, he, the investigators found some online posts. He offered to call not, uh, 911 about a gas leak or fire for 40 bucks. And if you wanted something big like a mass shooting or a bomb, seventy-five. I'm glad he figured out his pricing plan early on. A lot wow. of people don't ever do that when they start the businesses. <laughs> I think he's underpriced himself, really. Uh, yeah, probably because he's going to go away to jail for a long time for stupid stuff. And if they and if they busted for all of these other things that he's allegedly done, I mean, you know, if they could tie him into other black colleges and FBI offices and the Pentagon, that kid may never get out of jail. And he doesn't sound very liberal for a guy brought up in California. Man, that guy. Um, uh, uh, it's Groundhog Day, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I found out today that that stupid prediction is only right 30, like 36% of the time. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing in the world. It is, but it, it puts a lot of... Uh... <laughs> People in that town, in a small town, for uh, you know a week that gives them some business. We all can celebrate it. It's yeah. not uh, 
only PETA just the only ones that come out and make it seem like uh, it's a monstrosity right. of a day. Well, that's what De Blasio dropped the long the one in, in, in on Long Island. He dropped it on his head and it killed it. <laughs> <laughs> and aren't there other stupid things like this? All like someone's got a ferret or uh, uh, you know other animals around the country. I, I, I don't know. I think it's just it's kitschy, right? I don't think. Mark Cuban fully, and this is this is a guy who made his billions in in, high, in big tech. I don't think he fully understands the algorithm at X, formerly known as Twitter. So he's been reposting anti-Semitic remarks this week, aimed at himself, leading some people to believe maybe he had been hacked. He was reposting them in an effort to highlight the platform's surge, which he, he believes is a surge in anti-Jewish rhetoric. Um, he said that X is so bad right now; it's just impossible to use. You can't. You, I mean, you can't even use it. So, so there's just so much hate on there. You can't anti-Semitism and hate. So, what he's what he's done in 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 a in an attempt to to stamp X as the home of anti-Semitism, which is certainly not. He's been out searching for anti-Semitic tweets or looking at them. Um, and the more you do, that's the more, that's the algorithm is sends you more because Twitter's going like, well, you must be really interested in this stuff. It wouldn't put some more of it in your feed, right? Yes. So that's he's, exactly what it's doing. And he sees more and more of it. And so he goes, oh my God, I can't even use it anymore. It's because you've been searching for it. Um, he said, you guys seem to have a genetic predisposition to subvert societies. Why? I have no idea, but even Jesus himself rebuked y'all. <laughs> he started sharing them on Wednesday where they attacked his Jewish heritage, accused him of, of attempting to subvert society. A lot of the accounts targeting him belong to uh, groipers. It's a term used to describe a loose group of white nationalists and far-right provocateurs associated with prominent Holocaust denier Nick Fuentes. I mean... I mean, if, if we're all grown-ups and and believe that uh, the you know the free a true free speech is incredibly important, I mean, well, you either do or you don't, right? I don't know what his problem was. He said it's really He said it's nearly impossible to have a true discussion on X any longer. That's not true. He it's just doesn't true. want to hear the, the part of the discussion that he wants to hear. And also, if you go on there searching for something specifically, it takes the algorithm a couple of days to readjust itself and back down. It, it goes into overdrive. Uh, like if I really, if I go on there and I look for uh, NBA scores, and I don't really follow a lot of NBA on my ex account because I can just look on ESPN things, but I just see something. I'm like, I look on that and I look on that and look, there's some news popping up and I, I kind of clue. For the next day or so, my feed will be nothing but NBA stuff until I cycle through it, and it'll kind of go away after a little bit. Right, or you start looking for something else. Well, um, he fired nearly all the employees there, they say, tasked with moderating content. Uh, What what are the examples of this? That's an example. You Jews seem to have a genetic predisposition to subvert societies. Why? I have no idea, but even Jesus himself rebuked y'all. Okay. I mean, who knows if that's even really a serious comment? 
or if it's, you know, whatever they're, they're stating that it wasn't hateful in, uh, right. Uh, like a, a dangerous way. It, it, it's not hateful in a dangerous way. Just like, Hey, well, you Catholics just keep your, you tell the priest to keep their hands off the acolytes, you know, the, the little boys and we'll be all right. That's the, just, you know, was that anti-Catholic? Listen, you know, some of this true. <laughs> yeah. It's not anti. Some of it's true. Uh, you know, conservatives are having for Cuban because he's absolute given DEI a hand job, you know, with one hand. And he's got the DEI's balls in his other hand. You know, I don't seem I don't think I don't I don't see that. I don't even know how I don't think how that it's being heavily moderated now. I posted some things in the last, you know, month or two or whatever that I went when I hit, you know. Send because I, in the old Twitter, Twitter, uh, old Twitter would have, I, I have been out of there. Yeah. I mean, I think people are so used to the old Twitter where you couldn't be mean to people. Right. And, and they think they're, they were spoiled because now they think they should be able to just go, you can't say that. I'm going to report you. You know, that's, that's hate speech, hate speech. I mean, you looked back, uh, Bubba Love Sponge, for all the things he said during his entire radio career, he got kicked off of Twitter for telling Greta Thunberg to shut up. That's what I he got, tweeted out, and that's what got him banned. I got kicked off of Twitter for calling um, Bradley Manning. Bradley, oh, uh, yeah, and what is this girly name? It was Chelsea. Chelsea Manning. Yeah, yeah. she was ranting about something. And I said, uh, "Take it easy, Brad." Boom, gone. You dead named her. Uh, um, let me see. Um, if you are tracking. This could this could be a big deal. Uh, you know, I know people that track their uh, they either track their uh, spouse or their uh, girlfriend or maybe uh, uh, someone that works for you, and they slip a an AirPad, AirPod, Air what is it called? Oh, uh, Air Biscuit, the little thing. Yeah, it's a GPS device. It's somewhere on your vehicle, and if you do it without their consent, that could be a felony. And could put you in uh, big boy, pound you in the you know what prison. I mean, I, I get it. It's, it, it. it's stalking. It's currently illegal to install any kind of tra- tracking device, including surveillance software on phones, without the consent of the person being tracked. But it's only a second degree misdemeanor. And now, uh, law enforcement officers have told victims they have little power to investigate complaints about it. One guy was a victim of a tra- of a tracking and wanted to wanted uh, to propose a new law. They say uh, she had friends who had been victims of having those things installed on their phones without them knowing. Uh, how does someone install something on your phone without you knowing? They have your phone when you don't see them. Yeah, oh, it's a relationship. And they know their their passcode and they go in there when they're sleeping or something like that. Wow. Um, also means you know put the little thing in your car. But don't, don't, those phones, if you're near another one of those devices and or it's in your car, your your iPhone should. I've got one in my in my briefcase. It never goes off on anyone else's phone. I, yeah, I don't have an Apple, so I don't follow those too much. Hmm. I've never had to use one, but I do like it. It's very convenient. Uh. There's some advice for Black History Month. Oh, by the way, happy Black History Month. Um, this is a doctor. Uh, she's a physician. And she's a black woman. 
And this is their call to action. And I think it's directed mainly uh, at white at white men. Hey, white men. Due to systemic and structural racism that black women have had to endure, Mm -hmm. they only make 64 cents to every dollar that you make. So as a fitting start to Black History Month, I want to take what you will make today, multiply it by 64%, and then take that difference and give it to some black women today. This shows that you are honoring them, that you are appreciating them, and that you are dedicated to equity. Yeah. Okay, I will. Figure that out. I'll do a little math here and I'll figure those numbers out. <laughs> really confused black lady. Want to wander over and hand her a couple bucks. This is 66% of what I earned today. Here you go. <laughs> uh, that's... Uh, the uh, if you uh, are a Trump supporter, um, there are people that are going to be bird dogging you. What does that mean, bird dogging? I mean, you could say uh, I've heard I've used the uh, expression to say you know, I'm bird dogging for a car. I'm looking for a. Uh, I think they're meaning it uh, like keep your eye on. No, mess with the people. Get up in their face, uh, go where they're going. Oh, okay. Yeah, that type of thing. Well, there's a group out there called the Project 2025. Uh, they exist in the in the case that Donald Trump would win in 2024. Of course, be inaugurated in January, whatever, 2025. Uh, they are uh, to show how upset they are with you. They intend to track you down and bird dog you. We need to go find out where they live, where they go to church, who they hang around with, and bird dog their asses. Yeah. Bird dog their asses. That sounds like a threat. You don't want someone bird dogging you? <laughs> I've heard guys uh, use that phrase to describe checking out a girl in a bar. I'm bird dogging this girl over here. <laughs> the rally of uh, Patriots has a, uh, about to arrive or has arrived. Uh, Sarah Palin was in Dripping Springs, which is just south of Austin. Um, and they drove through there cheering people on the side of the road. Uh, and she took the stage at a big rally they had there packed. They say with people in buses and trucks and cars and um, you know, a lot of Trump flags and American flags and people were selling T-shirts that said F Biden on them. Uh, it's called the Take Our Border Back Convoy. They only invite law-abiding, freedom-loving Americans to join them. As Alex Jones was reporting earlier today that the uh, there's been a terror alert issued that targets conservative Americans uh, that White supremacists are planning to attack migrant centers <laughs> and harm the poor migrants we're trying to save. Oh, just like tacking them through there, like dragging them across the border. <laughs> yeah, loading them in the trucks and taking them themselves. Um, and something about using uh, the same, like being down there where this rally is and using the same facial recognition technology that they used uh, for January 6th. 
and bird dog these guys. <laughs> Everybody be bird dogging. Uh, I don't know what to expect. Just it's a rally, you know. There's going to be a lot of trucks. Uh, and then they go home, but they, I'm sure <clears throat> that the left would love for some violence to break out there. Oh, I'm sure, and I'm sure there'll be some people with mirrored shades just hanging out there too. You know what you think? Oh yeah, some of the Hispanic-looking agents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, at the view. Everybody, everybody is racist. And I don't, you know, they, they love to stir this up. Anytime there's any type of conversation in, in this country about race or any discussion about it, they've got to jump in and make sure you know all Americans are racist. There are yeah. racist and people by, in this country. And there are yeah, absolutely right. racist yes. people in this country. It is not the vast majority of people in this country. And I feel we like... Don't we, well, we don't know that. The FBI director said white supremacy but is that the does, biggest but that still threat to our country today. Well, that still doesn't mean that that's the vast majority of people. I just don't believe that in my day-to-day life that the people that you're encountering harbor racist viewpoints. I do think that this division that if we're creating... If you look like me, you would believe differently. But you know what? The, oh. uh, listen, the woman... The woman... So, but just to, just to understand, are we saying... Do we think that honestly that girl is so light skinned it'd be tough to peg what race she is you know what i mean what's her name is that sunny hostin yeah the vast majority of americans are racist that's I, what i'm trying to I, I, help I, me I understand think that there is a significant portion um that are racist and you can't dismiss my lived experience i, I never yeah. will oh, and I, and I you never can't will. dismiss I it that there are a lot of racists in this country oh i, I just experienced my son walking down the beach being called the n-word several times i'll no, take things did that never happened for 500 <laughs> that, there, that is uh, i don't i don't believe that there's I hate nobody to call that believes that you think there is nobody believes that her son walked down the beach and there were just a bunch of guys like and 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 like uh seagulls on the beach she said you got multiple called multiple times come on get out of here Multiple times. Honestly, like, they just kept saying it all like N, 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 N. Yeah, the only person who might have been using that term would probably have his same skin color. Right. My, yeah, like in, in, in an endearing type of way. Do I have a thing here? Yes, you do. I thought so. All right, when we get back, um, you won't believe who Joe Biden looks up to and calls for. Um, it really will explain a lot who he calls and looks to for advice. On policy, it'll all come full circle as to why the country is so effed up right now. Stick around. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Smiles are powerful. They spread joy, laughter, and hope. But not everyone gets a fair chance at a smile. Every three minutes, a baby is born with a cleft, making it difficult to talk, hear, eat, and even breathe. In America, most children with clefts receive immediate care, but others around the world may never have access to the surgery they need to thrive. Smile Train is changing that. As the world's largest cleft charity, our sustainable model has sponsored more than 1.5 million smiles. We offer training and financial support to local medical professionals so they can provide life-changing surgery and other essential services at no cost to families. It's more than to see these children, to hear the difference that we make. And for me, being born with a cleft palate, knowing what they went through, 
is so life-changing for me. Help us change the world one smile at a time. To learn more, visit smiletrain.org slash learn. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. The the developments in the uh, Frozen Chiefs fans, I guess it's people calling it the story, Uh, cocaine, weed, and fentanyl, three times the lethal amount of fentanyl. I'm imagining the cocaine was laced with it. it. Yeah, more than likely, yeah. And more than likely they didn't know, which happens all too often. Uh, And who is this one of the brothers... And and or a friend, they say the guy Jeremy who has the house was a chemist, bro. And so I guess they're implicated. Like he apparently made uh, cocktails of drugs for people. Yeah, according to this guy, that everyone in, in town knew if you needed some drugs, he was the guy to go to. Oh. A lot of times, I'm hearing that David Clay, uh, David Clayton and Ricky were like brothers. Jordan was kind of off on the side. Mm-hmm. True. Jordan's a chemist, bro. Jordan's what? Jordan's a chemist. Jordan. They all knew him as that. It was easy for them to go have fun, but he f- He made a mistake. Jordan was the chemist. He, he's a scientist, right? He does what he needs to do. Now, to use my cousin, my best friend, as a guinea pig? No. What about Alex Lee? What do you know about him? I know him. Yeah? yeah. Any, any idea that he might have brought drugs? No? Jordan had him. Jordan was one. So you don't think any more attention should be paid on Alex Lee? Alex Lee is a good man. He's a good man. Um, Alex Lee is a solid. He was one of their best friends forever. Uh, is that the guy that was there until midnight? Or lived? And went so. home? Yeah. Jordan is somebody that is known from high school as like creating drugs for people to make them feel better in certain situations. Okay, well, you want to do this? Okay, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to make this for you. I'm going to make this for you. I'm going to make this for you and handing them out. Mm-hmm. The police are doing their job. If it takes time, it takes time. I will never tell them they're not doing what they should be doing. How do you just go make drugs for people in high school? If you got all the chemicals and everything. They're doing the best they can. It takes time. Because you want it to be correct at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And that's what I hope. Is when at the end of the day it comes out, it comes out correct. Huh. I mean, you saw Breaking Bad. Tell me Jesse could figure out how to make meth. Yeah. You're right. Oh, we blow something up yet? Oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> We heard earlier that some uh, B-1 bombers had taken off out of the U.K., out of a base there, uh, to head and uh, some payback for the Hooties, and apparently that's happened. Uh, it's or The airstrike campaign is in effect. I guess it's happening now. Um, and uh, Iranian-backed assets, right now they're in Syria, bombing some sites in Syria. Joe Biden bombing brown people. <laughs> Um, this should explain a lot. 
President Joe Biden so regularly watches Morning Joe on MSNBC. Senior White House aides seek guest spots on the show at certain times in order to influence him. Man, that is effed up. This comes from uh, Mediaite, so, or Mediate, whatever they call themselves, Mediate. One of many fascinating insights reported by Alex Thompson for Axios, the, uh, the president's media diet, titled Inside Biden's Obsession with Morning Joe. Well, a lot has been made about his uh, Trump's obsession with Fox News, which he used to reportedly watch eight hours a day. Um, we don't hear much about what Biden, where he gets his news, what his diet is. We don't hear much about what he does, period. Right. Other than nothing. Turns out one show that he never wants to miss is MSC, MSNBC's morning show. The troubling part is that he also seeks the advice of co-host Joe Scarborough in regular phone calls. Our country is being run by Joe Scarborough right now. <laughs> um, Thompson opens up the piece by writing, when White House aides appear on MSNBC's Morning Joe, they're often booked between 7 and 7.40. Uh, that's so they'll reach one crucial and loyal viewer, President Biden. He calls him. He was a former Republican. He's now, a, you know, diehard liberal to get his take on issues, sometimes vent about media coverage, according to people familiar with the relationship. Um, during the day, Biden has long asked his staff whether they saw a story, a poll or a segment that had been on the show. He, uh, he's included regulars in the off record conversations. He pays particular attention to and has consulted with. Morning Joe regulars like Mike uh, Mike Barnacle, Richard Haas, John Meacham, a White House historian, and Scarborough. That's why Scarborough doesn't want to be critical of him at all. That's why that show's not critical because he's watching it. Yeah, he might be the only one. I think he could get on every morning and go, good morning, <laughs> Mr. President. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Um. He uh, he has hit the uh, Biden campaign for not attacking Trump more aggressively. Uh, he's revealed that every Democrat he's spoken to has privately said that Biden is too old to run for president, though no one will say it to his face or on air. Um, and apparently Kamala Harris is obsessed with uh, Fox News' The Five. That's a great show. But they lampoon the hell out of her. That's probably why. She wants to see what they're talking about every <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> Uh, this should trouble all of you a great deal. Uh, where is it? As soon as I get to it, I'm going to tell you. Uh, at uh, universities at Wisconsin-Madison, it's really one of the most liberal campuses on the planet. A team of scientists there has developed the very first ever 3D printed brain tissue that can grow and function like a typical brain. So, they're growing brains that are capable of consciousness, thought. We don't know. Um, That's something that science has never uh, really been able to map out. We, we don't know. 
They say it's a good, you know, it's a big achievement. Uh, they're working with uh, neurodevelopment stuff, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. Um, but they say that it works. I mean, that it, that it functions like a brain. The tissue has enough structure to hold together. It's soft enough to allow the neurons to grow uh, into each other and start talking to each other. Well, great. They're going to go home one day. Okay, how? Uh, I'll put the brain away. We'll take a look at it in the morning. Uh, then put it in a, a drawer and slide it in a thing. And then overnight, it's going to grow. You're going to get in there, and it's going to be a brain the size of, of a dog uh, oozing out of that. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, I, I, this brain could be tortured. It's a brain without a body to command, or a mouth to use, or ears, or eyes. Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, we are kind of really stepping into some uh, theological, uh, spiritual uh, spots here in the future because of the fact that our our brains are our, our driving force for our body. It controls everything that we have going on. Right. Uh, it sends all the signals. It basically keeps our machine running. And, and it also contains our thoughts. So if we create a brain, will it have a conscience? Will it be aware? Will it have thought? Will it have feelings? Uh, will it be mad? Probably when it finds <laughs> yeah. out it's just a brain in a jar. <clears throat> How long before we take this 3D printed brain and stick it into something? Uh, probably not long. Uh, we'll be taking you. You see those uh, uh, Tesla robots that are wandering around, shuffling oh about. You God. stick a brain, a human brain, into one of them. Uh, with this Neuralink? Oh, forget about it. I mean, he might actually be an evil, evil genius. Theoretically, we'll probably all be dead before then. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't. This still, so this doesn't bother you at all. Uh, this is still years and years away of actually right now it's only tissue uh it's being treated for you know drugs to make sure if we uh you know if we put some drugs on it does it immediately shrivel up then we probably shouldn't give that to a person that has uh, dementia right. or alzheimer's or anything like that uh, so i guess they 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 said going to study this brain and the tissue from it for how they could for implications for alzheimer's and other things but could they like technically like one side of your brain all jacked up would you print you a new one, crack your cranium, stick it in place, hoping the, uh, the neurons start talking to each other? Uh, theoretically, maybe. Well, I mean, I was, I was freaked out when I saw the ear being grown on a, on, a, on a mouse on his back. But then I thought, okay, somebody might need an ear. Even those are still, like, that's why I'm not worried about brains and jars, probably until you and I and most people listening are going to be long gone by that point anyway. Because of the fact that even the ears are still slowly, they're getting on to humans again. Uh, they're still having problems with them being rejected, things like that. Mm, so got a bad ear. Yeah, yeah. Turn black on you. Body just freaks out. <clears throat> this is one of the most exciting stories in sports today. Would you agree? Uh, which one is this one? Peter Thiel's deal. Oh, I love this. Billionaire Peter Thiel is. Um, Billionaires think differently. You know what I mean? Maybe it's because they're billionaires. <laughs> it is because they have money to do whatever they want. And, and they have so much brain power freed up of, uh, from worrying about anything else. 
<laughs> and it's just a theoretical, uh, when I have, I have enough money that I could do, if I think of something, I can do it. Well, um, he's throwing his financial muscle behind a new project, a sports venture, a, um, they're called the Enhanced Games. And by enhanced, we mean Olympics on steroids. They, you know, it, it's aimed at aiding research into nutritional supplements and biohacks that make people, you know, push human performance to new levels. Uh, it's the brainchild of a guy named Dr. Aaron D'Souza, a lawyer by training who uh, who conceived famously Teal's lawsuit against Gawker. More details coming in April on how they expect to promote the, this concept in Paris during the Summer Olympics. So, basically, it, it'll be swimming, gymnastics, weightlifting, track and field, and combat, probably wrestling of some sort, and all of the athletes will be hopped up on steroids or whatever they, you know, whatever performing enhancing, performance-enhancing drug you choose, whether it's blood doping or... Uh, anything, uh, if it's uh, it's just on the market, uh, some sort of uh, Mongolian monkey blood, or they don't care. I mean, they don't want to get into illegal stuff like meth. Uh, I mean, uh, there's a lot of <coughs> stuff that uh, is meth adjacent that's very legal. So meth adjacent, mm, like like a crushing up and snorting a line of Adderall for you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the idea is to allow athletes to use whatever substances they wish. Out in the open and honestly, unlike the Olympics, um, where forty-four percent of Olympians admit to using banned substance, while only one percent get caught. Individuals should be able to make choices about their bodies, and no one else, whether it's a sports federation or the government, should be able to tell them what to do about it. Are they protesting the pure form of sports, unenhanced by you know drugs or, or, or anything else? Uh, I think they are because I would probably, honestly, if you ask the, the average person, uh, would you like to see baseball go back to the Sammy Sosa McGuire? Yes. And everybody's going to go, yeah. Yes. That was fantastic. It was great for baseball. Um, we, you, back when that was happening and then, the, you know, the, we later find out that they're, you know, which one, both of them were taking steroids or Everybody McGuire? was yeah. in there. Um, and they were like, well, damn. They had to keep doing that. Yeah, because it saved baseball. It really did. And I, I don't understand. You know, uh, is it because of the danger in, in steroids? Uh, no, it's the sportsmanship, and uh, you don't want to. They're all role models, and I don't care. They're paying them $50 million to go play a game. I want to see them roided out to they, they can't put their arms down. Like their muscles are so large, <laughs> stuck on the outside. I want them to be hitting dingers that are out of the stadium and hitting the cars parked across the street. Right. Well, what if we just uh, we didn't we didn't say they're illegal in baseball anymore? We said, look, we're just not going to test anymore. I mean, it'll be obvious eventually who's who's using them and who's not. Yeah, because everybody have Barry Bond heads <laughs> and acne <laughs> and tiny balls. Um. So far, 900 athletes have expressed interest in participating in the enhanced games. And if you want to say, oh, well, the records are sacred. They were done in a different time. This, that. Okay. Cut the records off. We started at uh, here in 2025. 
We said that all anything after this is uh, the juicing world, and the record started new. Or just have, uh, I don't know, you call it something else. Can you imagine what football would be like? Yes, gruesome. It's <laughs> legs breaking. <laughs> <laughs> Skulls crushing in. Um, the Hans Games will uh, do, it's going to do well for anti-aging. It's going to do for anti-aging, what chat GPT did for AI. I, I, I guess it's, you know, allowing them to use performance-enhancing substances that will enable, enable researchers to get a better idea of what, uh, what technologies are out there that can boost longevity and healthy aging. Peter Thiel, he's a nut anyway. He's on human growth hormone to maintain muscle mass. Um, he ha- he's on an anti-diabetes drug called Met, uh, metformin, which is uh, very popular in the anti-aging community. I guess he doesn't have diabetes. I take a crap load of metformin, so I should look young forever. Do you? Yeah. He adheres to a paleo diet, no processed foods, only uh, only unprocessed fruits, vegetables, lean meat, and that he, he aims to one day have his body cryogenically frozen so that he can be posthumously revived if and when the technology allows for it. He's one of those. Oh, let's get him one of those brains in a jar. <laughs> yeah. Start growing it now. <laughs> Take a tiny bit of his brain and start growing it, you know. Yeah. So... They're going to pay athletes a base salary in addition to prize winnings as well. They want to avoid the Olympics-style competition where countries and municipalities compete for the right to host the games by building a taxpayer-funded stadium and venues for uh, only for those same venues to stand unused when the event's over. Yeah, it is. A, That's a, a bold thing. Tra- well, it's a tragedy of what happens with the Olympics because a lot of times those places become uh, yeah. just abandoned hellholes. Yeah, and they, they spend billions on it. They built stadiums and, you know, uh, special tracks, uh, whatever place you throw the javelin, whatever you call it. And then, yeah, they're, they're, they go away. Who's on the horn? Uh, Chris in Jersey. Oh, Chris in Jersey. What's up? It's been a while, Chris. How are you? Thanks for holding, man. Sorry about that. Hey, what's going on, everybody? How you doing? Hey, that old, uh, don't how you doing, mate. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> That 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 whole thing that you were talking about with the Olympics that was a that was an old Saturday Night Live spoof man it was called the All Drug Olympics and they, they did a whole thing on it where like some dude went to do like a deadlift of like two thousand oh. pounds and he tears his arms yeah, off his shoulders and everything <laughs> I remember that that's right yeah, yeah well, now, now it's yeah, happening now for real act- now it's real yeah I know right could you imagine now we're going to be able to really watch somebody tear their shoulders off. It'll be I, awesome. I'm watching that. I don't care. I'll pay the money. <laughs> Weightlifting's in there. Yeah, hell yeah, it is, man. I mean, to see somebody literally do, like, tear their arms off and stuff, trying to do something, it, it, I'm it, in. It's, totally the, in. it's the ultimate mo- <laughs> Thanks. Good to hear from you, Chris. Thanks, <laughs> yep. man. Take it easy. See, did he say fish S? Uh, fish paralyzer in S is what he oh, said. Fish paralyzer. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> Huh. I'm curious. Does it help you lift weights? Fish paralyzer. You know what comes after this is where uh, you do enhanced versus all natural. Mm-hmm. Same yeah, weight yeah. classes and all. And, and uh, you know. And, and and we try all, all natural so much better. I mean, the enhanced guys like, I ah, watch this as I throw a pickup <laughs> out of the way. Uh, um. 
NFL star Mark Andrews. What did he play for the Ravens? Yes. He was on a flight. Uh, he's a uh, probably on his way here. He's a pro bowler. Yeah, uh, he might have been, or he's coming back from. Uh, now he can say played at home. So yeah, he might have been coming down here. Uh, so a woman was having a medical emergency on a flight from Baltimore to Phoenix. So the doctor, uh, there was a doctor on board, thank God, and a nurse on board, thank God, but they couldn't find a strong pulse. The doctor and the nurse attending her couldn't find any pulse at all. The blood pressure was extremely low and required oxygen to breathe. Uh, and and then Mark Andrews comes up and he says, uh, hey, maybe her blood sugar's low. I have got a diabetic testing kit in my carry-on. He's diabetic. Um, he uses the kit. It led to uh, the find out that she was uh, had very low blood sugar, and I guess they gave her uh, whatever they give you. Juice and a cookie. That'll do it, huh? Yeah, it'll help. You have to be stabilized. And that did it. That's... Uh, What's I mean, more troubling is these these this doctor and nurse didn't consider that she could be having a low uh, uh, blood I'm sugar. Mark issue. was there with his testing kit, right. but uh, the I, doctor not look over and he's like, "Hey, maybe she's got low blood sugar. We should do something about this." I mean, wouldn't they know, or have, uh, would that be one of the things they're le- at least uh, leaning towards? Maybe uh, I think more of the way it sounded, she was going through a severe incident, so they were probably trying to good to stabilize her first. Oh. You know, that's not the first thing that they were thinking was was low blood sugar. They were thinking this lady has, you know, a low heartbeat and she's we can't find a pulse. We probably need to make sure she stays alive. He wears a uh, insulin pump when he's not playing. Man, where does that go? Your shoulder. Oh, like those little. You well, those stick are the it ones that, that can do the testing for you. And then I think there's ones that go like, in a, yeah, I think it's in your side. Ugh. That's terrible. It's better than having to carry around uh, insulin needles all day long. You had to. Sh- you would have to take insulin more than once. Uh, throughout I mean, the day? It, yeah, there's people that do have that issue. Wow, yes. that sucks. Uh, when we return, we've got to get to your remarks. Um, also, uh, is it Fanny or Fonny? I heard someone on the some other news station. They go Fonny Willis, and then someone want to say, is it unbecoming of a news person to say Fanny because everyone else refers to her as Fanny Willis? I've heard it. Uh, I've also Fonny. heard the Fonny as well, so I don't know. Anyway, she's uh, bucked up and admitted to banging what's-his-name, but only after she hired him, which is weird, because she gave a long speech about how none of this inner office stuff was going to happen. And she wasn't going to allow it to happen in her office. Uh, Anna County in California has been the first to declare loneliness <clears throat> as a health emergency. What does that say about your town that so many people there are so lonely Maybe you need some, like, town events or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's a, here's a, have a party. <laughs> All right. Uh, stick around. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Man, that doesn't say much about your your county. Forty five percent of the people there are lonely. Forty five percent of the people have like a town movie night or something. Does that mean they live alone, or they don't get out, or they don't have friends, or 
How did it determine that 45% of the people are are lonely? I'm sure they sent a survey out. Uh, and then when people didn't answer the door, they said, this guy's lonely. He didn't answer. <laughs> they uh, blame it on the pandemic and it's been building for decades. And then COVID came along and made it a lot worse. And a countywide resolution. And they're sending a letter to the governor asking him to create a new minister of loneliness for the state of California. <laughs> California. The Minister of Loneliness. How would you like that job title? Hi, I'm the Minister of Loneliness. You want to get some drinks? <laughs> yeah, you want to grab some lunch? <laughs> uh, I, you know, they said Japan and the UK, they've t- they take steps to address loneliness in their countries. Um, So... If approved, the Minister of Loneliness in California would work to enact policies to help improve not just loneliness, but mental health in general. I, okay, I just want to hear one one idea about how you uh, improve loneliness. Ice cream social. Everyone loves coming out to get ice cream. This is like an activities director on a cruise ship. Is yeah, like I mean, it is. should be. It sounds like everybody's sitting around their house super lonely. Figure something out. Right, get them, get them all dogs. You're in San Mateo County. It's got to be beautiful weather there, right? Most of the time. Yeah, empty, empty out the shelter. Get everybody yeah. a dog or a cat. You get a dog. You get a dog. I don't know whatever you're going to pay this uh, loneliness minister. Uh, spend it in uh, kibble. <coughs> get these people some sunshine. It, 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 ten years ago, you had told me that one day. Uh, a county in California will figure that so much of its population <clears throat> is lonely that they need to hire a person to uh, solve that problem. Is it the county's job to make sure you're not lonely, or is it is it their job to make sure that your you know your utilities are running and the potholes are full and uh, things of that nature? I mean, when we have public health departments. Uh, it is a public health issue when you're uh, finding dead bodies in people's houses because they uh, committed suicide because they were so lonely. So at some point you do have to go like, hey, uh, we got to figure out something to make some people happy. How about this? What do people uh, are they complaining about being lonely? What do they? A lot of people like to be alone. Ah, so I'm curious where they did they send out a survey? I love to be alone. Guess, uh, did they? Did they just see a lot of sad people around? Like, <laughs> yeah, they're just moving around. Just uh, how's it going? Uh, <clears throat> wow. It's unusual. Joe Biden's upset about grocery prices high, so he said to, to call the, to, for the grocery stores to lower their prices. Uh, okay. That's not really how it works. Uh, but, you know, we still have a supply chain issues. We still have, uh, you know, um, fuel, high fuel prices, 16% rise in the cost of eggs. Uh, three chicken play, uh, hatcheries or whatever you want to call them, poultry places in Texas, massive ones burned to the ground, oddly. Yeah, dairy prices are still high, meat prices are still high. You well, can't just tell places to, to to bring their prices down. Just like he can't control the gas prices unless he, you know, halts all oil. You see, we're, we're pushing uh, record amounts of oil out now. Not good. That is a good thing. That's a really good thing because, you know, tensions in the Middle East and, and, and God knows whatever. Uh, what else? 
or it's also election year. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I would give that uh, that is something that should have been done a while ago. Yeah. Uh, instead of shutting everything down and, and emptying causing the reserves and emptying the reserves, we should have never stopped. But you uh, you were trying to uh, pay off some campaign promises at the beginning by telling all the uh, environmental people that, oh, yeah, we got to uh, we can't do any more drilling over here because it's so bad. But it's so much better when they drill it and ship it over here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, 35 percent of adults call the national economy good. That's up from 30 <laughs> two months ago. Getting better. Yeah. We're getting better all the time. Uh, yeah, supply disruptions, fuel costs, inflation rose to 3.4 in December above the predictions, you know, plus it's, you know, it's not like in the instant inflation starts to, uh, come down a little bit that everyone thing goes back to normal. <coughs> oh, excuse me. All right. Let's get to some, uh, remotes, uh, remotes, remarks rather. For the Florida Man Radio app and powered by Morris Family Farms and More Organic Meats. Um, archives and archives. Down at the bottom is a microphone button. You can call us. There we go. Star Trek out here. Free at last. Free at last. Someone owes me some money. I know the rules. First thought. I definitely searched new MMF video. That everybody's seen, like a thousand videos came up. Can I get a link to the one the guy was talking about? Second, I've heard the Star Trek theme song so many times, I changed it to boldly F aliens we've never seen before. And the Sonic Chili Dogs are good. That blew my mind. I can't even respond on that. B2B. That aren't good? I thought they were. I mean, for a chili dog. Chili dog, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you're expecting. Right, right. Shando, easy, Heather. So you guys are talking about the Mexican cartel and the crime rates and all that up in New York. Do you remember back in the Hunter Biden original investigation where he was linked to several Mexican prominent business people? And those prominent business people were also linked to Mexican cartel. Kind of think there's a deal going on there. <laughs> this is all happening for a reason. Be-do, be-do. Hmm. Oh, Maybe Hunter Biden is going to be the next uh, Tony Montana. For the longest, I was on teacher's side when they will be out there picketing to get paid more. But the stuff that's going on now, forget forget about them. I, I don't have time to vet who's a good teacher, who's a bad teacher. This is bullcrap. These teachers need to be arrested. I'm with you. The, 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 those people fled the United States, which they had immigrated to for the American dream. And they found out part of the American dream was having your kid transitions without your knowledge uh, and having a teacher pursue her yeah. uh, like a like a uh, like a bounty hunter. And that's the unfortunate part, because there are many, many great teachers. It is. Uh, but there are a lot of uh, wacky teachers that overstep their boundaries. Somebody said it on here a while back that we need to start listening to these people when they talk. Because they're they're doing exactly what they tell you they're doing. They're coming for your children. That gay choir, and I think it was San Francisco. I could be wrong. They said we're coming for your children, and then they people investigated. Half of them were sexual predators, convicted. They say it every time they want to push an agenda for the children. Yep. <clears throat> 
man, half the show is filled with inaccuracies, faulty points of view, and factually incorrect <laughs> claims. It doesn't take much research to debunk all your bogus nonsense. Thanks for being specific. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, how can you have a faulty point of view? It's your point of view. You're it's like it's an opinion. Someone got a little angry. I wonder what it was. I don't know. Just I love the random throw it out there. Don't actually bring any facts about what right. you think is bogus. I mean, bring it. Uh, <laughs> Todd Daytona, Chanda, you asked why those cops didn't shoot those illegal immigrants that were beating them up. Um, I got a couple answers for that. Overtown. Liberty City, Rodney King, ring a bell? That's why, because not a damn thing happens. You want to be involved in that? I wouldn't want to be. I don't blame him for letting him go. I'd be apathetic as hell if I was in that position. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy about having my ass kicked. I wonder how those cops feel, knowing they got kicked in the face and those guys laughed and shot the bird as they exited the building. That's the ultimate humiliation for uh, law enforcement. Uh. Gavin Newsom in that in that clip just proves that he is paying zero attention whatsoever. He is a talking head, a puppet. How is it that he hasn't noticed all the conversation about dead zones or uh, you know re retail deserts? happening all across his state. Right. And this is the first he's starting to become aware of this people walking out with product. Wow, he's dumber than I thought. Yeah, it, it is pretty remarkable. What? People are, what, without paying? What's up, boys? Cole in Atlanta. Happy Friday. I don't think it really matters what you search for on any social media website. Um, you're still going to be in an echo chamber either way. You search for something and they put you in an algorithm or you don't search for it. You're stuck in your normal echo chamber. So there's no way to really get both sides. Yeah, there is. Maybe. Follow people from both sides. Follow, you know, liberal news outlets. Follow conservative news outlets. Follow liberal uh, uh, lawmakers and conservative lawmakers. You get a nice blend of what's going on. Hey, it's Jeannie from Georgia. I heard you talking about the groundhog and how they do all those different things, and I kind of thought I'd make a joke about my beaver saw its shadow, but I changed my <laughs> mind. I, I like the slide whistle much better than my jokes. Wow, a dog doesn't like the slide whistle. Wow. I don't know. Maybe my math is off, but wouldn't wouldn't I give her 36%? Of what I made, right? To make up, so it's equitable, right? I don't know. Black women, unfortunately, don't have the know-how or the skills that white men do. So that's your other thirty-four percent, right there. Beedy beedy. I mean, it depends on the on the yeah on the job on the job, right? Everybody can learn it, right? Yeah, some of these folks might want to be careful who they bird dog in which state. I know in Florida, you bird dog me, you might get shot. Be to be to. That's true. Shannon, Heather, and Easy, appreciate you guys spreading the truth. My dad was in World War II. We have black and whites. 
of the concentration camps and the survivors. So for those that say, mm, no. Uh, also, I served in the U.S. military, and some of my uh, leaders and teammates that I served with were African American, some of the finest people I ever served with. And as far as the equal pay, they got equal pay. All right. Shannon, easy Heather. Back from the panhandle here at Eglin Air Force Base. I have a lot of friends that are special operations guys and gals, and I bet you they would just love to have some of those people come bird dog th them because they might end up getting seriously hurt. Be do, be do, be do. I mean, a bird dog <clears throat> is a dog that you shoot a bird, it goes down, and he goes and finds it and points at it, right? It's yeah. just it's sniffing something out. Finding something. Hey, this is Patrick from uh, Orlando here. Uh, I grew up with that term, bird bird dog. That always referred to me uh, and in my the connotations that I use it as for hunting. I'm gonna bird dog this person and, and basically hunt them down. So yep. uh, that's what I always took uh, the synonym of it. Yep. Yeah. Bird dog. According to the dictionary, it's search out or pursue with dogged determination. Mm. Patrick again from Orlando. The sunny having a son getting called the N-word twice on the beach in Florida probably was from other uh, black people. They seem to love to throw that word around. Yep. Shannon. Uh, this is back in about 2016. I was working a contract job with some guys uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. We were on an Air Force base here in the Panhandle. And these three guys, they would call each other the N-word all day long. I just kind of quietly laughed to myself on the inside and went about my business. be do be do Shannon, Sonny Hostin is so fake. Every time there's a news story where somebody non-white gets hurt, she gets all angry and acts mad. I mean, I can't even keep tabs on her life experiences. She's black. She's Hispanic. She's Italian. She's Nicaraguan. She even said she was African once. I mean, what, was she born in an orgy or something? <laughs> uh, yeah. Joe Scarborough had a dead intern in his office on a weekend day that died from natural causes, but her skull was crushed, and she may or may not have been pregnant, allegedly. Yeah, uh, she hit her head on a desk. That's, that's what I heard. Hey, Manuel, you will never catch the speedy this way. You've got to use the brains. But Pedro, where you get these brains? From the laboratory. <laughs> Too bad Speedy Gonzalez was racist. I think <clears throat> they kind of dropped that one a little bit, though. What do you mean? Uh, because of the fact that like most of the Hispanic people said we love Speedy Gonzalez. Can you not see all our jackets that we wear with Speedy Gonzalez on the back of it? And we, they kind of everybody went, okay, I guess we'll we'll just go back <laughs> and Pepe Le Pew and his uh, sexism. <laughs> What's up, guys? Happy Friday. Austin from Tampa. Hey, remember the Jaguars employee that spent, that lost $20 million on FanDuel on proceeds? <laughs> yeah, Jaguars asked for that back from FanDuel, and FanDuel basically gave him the middle finger. 
Oh, is that where that money went? Yeah, he was gambling with it. Wow. Yikes. With that enhanced Olympics thing, I almost think uh, Peter Thiel was watching some old Saturday Night Live like from around the late 80s, early 90s, because uh, they had an all-drug Olympics thing. I think it was during a, during a weekend update segment. It was pretty funny. But, yeah, it would be kind of interesting to see guys jacked up on everything and I wanted to compete with guys that are that are like oh natural, you know. Once they get the thing up and running. What's up, boys? Calling Atlanta. Uh, I, I agree totally with y'all. I think that uh, steroids should be like honestly mandatory in all sports. It makes the game so much more fun to watch, especially like football or something. But with baseball, I mean, I can. It's fun to watch home runs just jacked constantly, but yeah. It's not the same with the pitchers. Even if they're on steroids, it's not the same ball game. It's it's not fair. But anyway, beat it, beat it. Steroid league, though. Bring it on. Hey, what's up, Shando? Easy. Heather. Sparky352. So they're going to bird dog Trump supporters, huh? I'll tell you what. I'd love for somebody to bird dog me because I'm a Trump supporter. Because you're going to get pit bull bit. I promise you that. Great show, to guys. Be-do, be-do. I totally disagree. Whenever I'm watching a sporting event, I don't care what it is, football, uh, Olympics, whatever, I want to see people compete to the maximum ability that their physical body in its original state has to offer and may the best man win. I don't want to see people out there drugged up and, and steroided up, and I do think that it sets a very bad example for kids who look up to these people. Right, if they're if they're cheating, right? Yeah, if everybody though is taking the same drugs, they're all on the same level. And, right. Yeah, I hate to tell it to you, they're all taking drugs that they just haven't quite figured out which ones to test and they're uh, those players are always in every sport looking for the next edge that they can get. Uh, right. Be it whatever treatment that they can go get, uh, you know we we have a sponsor that does a lot of that platelet treatment stuff. Yeah. Kobe Bryant was doing that over in Germany while it was still unknown of what it even was at the time, and he was getting that done in his knee. Would that be considered? Uh, no, because there's no there was no rules against it. Right. And which is why a lot of these guys have that. They'll you know every new chemical that comes along, every new uh, steroid that doesn't show up on the on the P test. Yeah. They're taking them. Yeah, they're looking for things that won't show up on a P-test. Hey, guys, yeah, for the record, man, I've been a diabetic pretty much my whole life uh, since I was 12, and I'm 51 now. And uh, for years, had to do multiple shots throughout the day and multiple finger pricks throughout the day. And a couple years ago, I got on the pump and the uh, glucose reader, and it's been an absolute game changer. Helps me live more of a normal life. Yeah, I I can only imagine. I had a buddy that I used to work with that he was the same way. He would have to, midway through his shift, we were servers at the time, and he would, midway through his shift, I got to go check my blood. He'd check his blood, and then he'd have to do an insulin shot in his thigh. Man. Uh Uh-oh, where's my pen? There it is. So let me get this right here. Biden likes to watch Morning Jew. 
Really get the pulse of the nation, huh? Everybody gets advice from Joe Scarborough. Isn't that the same guy who had a dead intern in his office? You know his wife walks him around. Well, he's got leather panties on with a dog chain. And Mike Barnacle, that big-headed New England plagiarizing bastard. His head's so big and pink, we almost made him an honorary Kennedy. God bless. Yeah, I disagree with your... Uh your sentiment on the sporting events. Um, I don't want to see the best drug win. I would much rather see the best man win in his original physical state. Uh, who's got what it takes to pull it out without drugs? Okay, that's what we want to see. Uh, okay. We have that now. Drug-free sports, mm, I, yeah. well, by and large, yeah. yeah. But let's have the other league as well where they can go crazy. Yeah, see what the max the human body can do. With the help of a huge shot of steroids. Where am I, right here? Todd Daytona, you know why I'm not worried about bird-dogging? Because, well, one, I've got you guys, and I'm informed, but I have the power of Don Miller, Holly Holloman, and Jonathan Morris at my side. Um, be like the Black Braveheart, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> the Black Braveheart. That's funny. you like that. I know how you make people unlonely. You give them a pet illegal alien. San Mateo, I bet she has quite a few. Yeah, of them. I bet they do. <laughs> and together you can teach each other each other's languages. It's like having Duolingo. Ah, Shannon, son, another guy. Hit the one hung low. Happy Friday to you. I don't understand how some of people in California are lonely. And me, I got my wife, Su Hung Low, got the Filipino girlfriend, Sasha. I got the fake black lab, Lola. And last but not the least, I got uh, Pamela Henderson. Okay, got to go. Can I see what Pamela do? Uh. <laughs> well, uh, amidst the uh, rising food prices, uh, President Joe Biden has uh, called for all grocery stores to lower their food prices. <laughs> yeah, lower food prices. And uh, relating news, Putin's mom uh, immediately put in her endorsement for his 2024 campaign. I am a chili dog fanatic, and you've brainwashed us that beans do not belong in chili. And I agree. There used to be a Coney Island in downtown St. Pete. They shut down, and I tried the Sonic Dogs, fake chili. I've tried a few other places, fake chili. So you saying Sonic's chili dogs are good with that fake chili? Very disappointing in you, Shannon. Very, very disappointed. Have a great weekend, everybody. Are there beans in there? Oh, yeah. Star Trek guy. I don't know if there's beans in them, and I don't remember, but I don't, there's I don't, a difference between chili and the chili that goes on a hot dog, because that's a, Hormel, a can of Hormel chili is what that's hell going yeah. on. Hell yeah, I had some wolf chili over the weekend on some fries <laughs> to the game. Big difference between the two. Hell yeah, it was awesome. Uh, come on. Yeah, so I just got this phone call from one of these... Uh, the scammers talking about, hey, we need you to verify your credit card information, eh? 
And it's funny because I kept calling them back and talking to them, and they kept hanging up. Uh, eventually got to the point where they're like, uh, we can't accept calls from your area. So, yeah, good times, eh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Off topic, but... Everything you say is untrue. <laughs> Everything you said yesterday and today, especially the one thing, is just a lie. You guys don't know your facts. You guys, what you say on your show is just false. I, you should do your research, because what you're saying is just not true. Any of it, it's all lies and propaganda. It's just not true. Do your research. Okay. There you go again, Shannon, peddling inaccuracy. <laughs> Liberal Larry gave me the directions to his house, so here they are, as I wrote them down. Turn left, turn right, turn left, turn right, go straight, go backwards, turn left. That's how specific he is every time he talks. Calling all libs, calling all libs, call in to the show, leave a recording, you're very entertaining. <laughs> beady, beady. Those are all uh, the time we have for... We're going to get dark? Uh, we're going to be weird today. Weird? Let's, we're going to be talking about Chinese food. Ah, okay. Scamming. Scamming. And uh, how they do some weird counterfeiting food over in China. Counterfeit food? Yep. All right. Get ready for some rat mutton. Oh, hang on. This is Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. It's just a big dysfunctional family. Bubba the Love Sponge. The Don Miller Show. Bill O'Reilly. Dan Bongino. Shannon Burke. And Jesse Kelly. Usually just going one step too far. Yup. Florida Man Radio. WFYY HD3 Windermere. WXUS HD3. W266DY Donellan. WZLB Valparaiso. Florida Man Radio. <laughs> Pluto a planet or not? Yes. Heather, what do you, uh, you got kids that learn about this stuff? Oh, what, what stuff? I'm sorry. Is Pluto a planet? Yes, he's a planet. What happened to that period in which it wasn't a planet? It was still a dwarf planet. Remember the time, I was taught as a kid that it's a planet, and then my my daughter, when she's a, uh, a kid, she's like, ah, oh, dad, it's not a planet, that is something else, you don't know what you're talking about. I had a little styrofoam ball uh, yeah. solar system deal, and I can swear that Pluto was out here on the end. Yeah, big astrology came by and tried to say it uh, wasn't a planet, and everyone knows it's a planet. I mean, there's no reason to hide Pluto, no. <laughs> right? I mean, there's something going on there that we don't want anyone to know about. Um, well, apparently it was uh, it's going to be the, <clears throat> the official state planet of Arizona. That's not fair, because there's only, what, 12 planets out there, not, and there's... You know, 50 states. There's nine. Nine planets? Is it nine? Am I wrong? Am I going ten, crazy? Nine or ten? I don't know. Other? Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, <laughs> Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Nine. Yeah, okay, I uh, thought so. Thought, <laughs> You're over there. My math off. Where are you getting all 12 more planets from? <laughs> if there's only nine planets in our solar system, then every state cannot have its own state planet. There are plenty of birds and flowers and trees and all that nonsense. Yeah, but, but apparently it was discovered from the Flagstaff Observatory. Uh, all states have their own like weird state thing that they they try to throw. 
the Lowell Observatory. Hmm. He spent a decade, old Percival Lowell, hunting for a mythical ninth planet. And then he found it. Only after he died. (laughs) (laughs) He died in 1916, so... That math doesn't work out, though. He didn't find it. Well, he looked for it. Until he killed him, the poor guy. I mean, the guy, that's how bad he wanted to find the, the Pluto. And now then somebody comes along and says it's not even a planet. I wonder if he would have uh, named it Pluto. You know, probably not. Uh, well, uh, oh, who died? Carl Weathers died? He did, yeah, unfortunately. 76 years old, I saw. I haven't seen him in public quite a bit. I don't think there's been a public sighting. Uh, he was just in uh, The Mandalorian. Was he really? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't look bad. No, black don't crack. Yeah. Looked great. Uh, you would have never guessed he was 76. No. Well, too bad. He, and he died in Black History Month. I wonder if uh, Justin Trudeau will wear uh, black <laughs> face. Yeah. <laughs> All right, shall we get dark? Yeah, <clears throat> let's. Do that. You you got me intrigued. It's disturbing history with EZ. There's a lot of history out there. Some of it isn't in the books. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So we talked about conmen yesterday. Oh, the confidence men. And it, it got me thinking on other different scams, and I kind of did some searching, and I found these, this article here talking about, uh, you know, China is already a, uh, it's a place known for its counterfeit stuff. Like, odds are, if you uh, get a, yeah. uh, if you're looking for uh, some sort of high-end bag, you look and yes. there's a Chinese knockoff of it, some type. Right. I told you that uh, the, the, Col- uh, the Colonna wears uh, <clears throat> Sauvage. And Kim got some from Timu, which gets the stuff from, and it looks just like it. So it's called Savages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's always going to be a counterfeit something or another. But you would think when it comes to cuisine, China really is uh, its own thing. Yeah, Chinese food is, uh, you know, it's it's its own even. Americanized Chinese food, which is what we, for the most part, we, chow mein we invented, right? Yeah, we eat New York, we eat New York style Chinese food for the most part. Uh, but the, across the board, it is the best food you can possibly get. But if you're going to counterfeit that, uh, you're a nice bag. Odds are you're going to probably counterfeit some food. And also, they're they don't really have an FDA, what? so regulatory oh. stuff kind of goes out the window. Well, like, what how do you counterfeit food? Oh, we'll talk about it. We'll start with something you wouldn't think you could counterfeit, and that's rice. How do you make fake rice? Why would you need to? It's plentiful. No, is it? I don't know. I, I got 50 pounds in my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would think it would be impossible to counterfeit, but the Chinese do it. Anyway, China's fake, fake rice is also called plastic rice. It's made from potatoes, sweet potatoes, and a synthetic resin molded in the shape of real rice. That's right. It is actually plastic. A synthetic resin? Yeah. That does not sound good at all. Uh, the faux rice was commonly sold in Chinese markets, especially the Taiwan in uh, Shanghai, Shanghai province. They like it? Uh, the rice remained as hard as stone even after it was cooked and does not digest easily. So you'll be uh, passing in a hole. <laughs> Sounds like a really bad idea. It's also pretty dangerous since consuming three bowls of it is equal to consuming one bag of vinyl or one plastic bag. What? So yeah, if you enjoy yeah, uh, three bowls of fried rice, you've eaten a plastic bag. <laughs> a trash bag. 
Aside from producing artificial rice, dishonest Chinese rice sellers also add flavors to ordinary rice and sell them to unsuspecting public as Wuchang rice, which is more costly and generally considered one of the better brands of rice sold in Chinese markets. So, only 800,000 tons of this Wuchang rice is produced annually. Yeah. While about 10 million tons are sold. In other words, 9 million tons of this type of rice is completely fake. (laughs) There's no FDA over there at all, is there? No control at all. No, and it's weird because you would think a country that is communist and so controlling of other things, uh, for some reason food kind of seems to slip under there. And I think that's a lot of times because that happens a lot in, in communist countries because people have to find food to eat. And they'll find ways to feed themselves, even if it is fake plastic rice. Yeah, that's dangerous. Well, when they're not tampering with uh, rice, some dishonest Chinese food sellers are also adding chemicals to meat from rats, minks, foxes, and selling them as mutton. Mutton? Yeah. Which is sheep, lamb. Mm -hmm. But you add a little lamb flavor into your your rat bits and you can sell as mutton. Oh, my God. Do they? Okay. Okay, then I know they don't have an FDA, so I'm guessing there's not a truth in labeling program over there. You don't have to tell these people, yeah, it's mutton uh, made with rat. Well, I mean, the scheme was so popular and successful that the police arrested more than 900 people and seized about 20,000 tons of this type of meat within uh. three months. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, one of the sellers, a man named Wei, even raked in more than a million dollars a year alone from sales of his mixed fox, rat, and, and mink meat with nitrate, gelatin, and carmine before selling it in markets to unsuspecting buyers. So it, was gr- it, would, it would appear as ground, obviously. Or, not or chunks, yeah. Yeah, hunks of, uh. I mean, most, uh, very rarely do you get a Chinese dish that the food, the meat is uh, solid anyway. Well, it's always cut. usually cut it's up. It's always ground up or, yeah, yeah. or shaved. Um, and I'm, uh, maybe people, it's got a very unique flavor, you know, lamb. Yeah. So maybe he's found a way to match that. Or maybe people there's not a common meat, so they don't know what it tastes like. So whatever they get, they think, oh, that's... Mm, also, like- poor quality meat. Uh, when you've had mutton that's been sitting out for a while, it doesn't have a great taste already. So uh, when you're uh, selling uh, bad meat and you're just selling meat of, of a quality that you've changed it, uh, Chinese police actually posted a tutorial on Weibo, Chinese biggest blogging site, to teach people how to differentiate between the real and the fake mutton. While the difference between the two of them is hard to tell at first glance, the white and red parts of real mutton do not separate after being thawed. So the fat. Oh. <laughs> so because they're creating basically a fake fat with the nit- with the nitrate and the gelatin on top of the meat, uh, once it thaws, it really falls apart, and real uh, you know real meat doesn't do that. No, they don't use meat glue apparently. Yeah, so it doesn't separate while getting thawed, torn by hand, or boiled. The fake meat does. Well, they are kind of making it, but it just doesn't hold up well. Tofu. Tofu? Mm-hmm. Also called soya curd. Horry, horrible product. I actually really like it. I, the texture, like when it's diced up in a, in a, in a, in a, in a Chinese dish, mm-hmm. that's the texture that I, because that, I, I can't really tell what the hell it is. Yeah, it, it doesn't have a, uh, tofu is great that you can put whatever flavor, flavor you want it. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you take get a really uh, soft tofu, you press it out real well, get most of the water out of it, fry it up, toss it with a bunch of seasonings, it's, it's really good. Hmm. Not my go-to, but I do like it. Of course, it's a uh, cheese-like food made from mixture of soy milk and coagulants to get a nice little coagulants soy mm. block. Uh, Chinese ladies and gentlemen, the coagulants. Right there after the Beatles. Chinese authorities recently closed down two factories in Wuhan, 
uh, you know, why move on. Uh, uh, so it's made from soybeans, right? Correct, Tofu. Yes. So that's plentiful. Why would you need to fake it? Because it's expensive. And if you uh. can mix some chemicals together to make the coagulation... It's cheaper, and that's what they were doing. They were selling fake to- tofu, which was made by mixing various chemicals together. One uh, worker confessed that they combined soy protein with flour, monosodium glutamate, pigment, and ice to make the fake to- tofu before packaging it and selling it under the name of another company that was actually producing real tofu. That's right. They were just faking another company's real tofu by putting the same I- packaging. Impersonating out. another company. Yes. And, ma- and selling crap to- tofu. Besmirching their their good tofu name. Yeah. Uh, while using soy protein to make tofu really isn't the, the worst thing. You're still getting mostly the soy flavor out of it. Uh, not all the schemes are so innocent. Another criminal gang criminal criminal gang made counterfeit tofu by adding adding rongulate, uh, which is an industrial bleaching agent that has been mm. linked to cancer. Great. Supposedly the chemical made their tofu chew, chewer and a little brighter too, probably because it bleached out the tofu. <sighs> Uh, the syndicate was headed by three cousins who sold about 100 tons of tainted product to the unsuspecting public. When police raided their factory, they found employees making the counterfeit food with grimy, unwashed equipment. But it was using a bleach product, so... Uh, well, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Along the way. <laughs> Interestingly, none of the employees ever got an, infect, uh, an infection. Uh, now, this one is one that most people will find disgusting before we even start about the rest of the way that they were faking it. And that's duck blood tofu. Duck blood tofu. Mm-hmm. It's a delicacy in China. I know a lot of people don't like anything. Uh, like, I, I like blood sausage. Me too. Uh, I, I love like, it. Uh, black pudding. Uh, yeah. I actually really like those things. I probably would like this duck blood tofu. I know a lot of people really don't uh, don't enjoy it. Uh, but I don't know. It's, I think it's good. This is made from the blood extracted from slaughtered ducks and pressed into kind of little tofu logs. It mixed up tofu. The blood is then heated until it thickens, allowed to be cut into squares, and then sold. So, which strange enough, so what, are they faked duck blood and tofu? Well, sellers have been known to mix deadly ingredients such as formaldehyde with oh. the much cheaper pig blood. Oh, Jesus. Then sell that concoction as duck blood. I wonder how many people in, in China die of, of, of a lot. food poisoning every a year. They're lot. eating uh, wet bats, yeah. you know? Uh, Chinese authorities once broke a fake duck blood ring that was being run by a couple in the Jiangsu province. In this instance, the couple wasn't using pig or buffalo meat. Instead, they were using chicken blood. Those bastards mm. mixed with an edible dye and materials used for printing. <laughs> That's right. They were mixing chicken blood with a, a little bit of an ink toner. Agent. Yeah, with a little darkening <laughs> agent. Good God. Uh, one ton of this duck, fake duck blood was con- confiscated. The use of fake duck blood for duck blood tofu is so prevalent in China today that customers have actually become pretty good at spot the difference between the real stuff and the fake stuff. Um, so I would worse, I'd, be the, I'd be in the dark. How embarrassed would you be if you, you invite your family over and they're like, oh, you bought fake duck you blood tofu. fake duck bride. How do you not know? <laughs> Disappointment. Yeah, from out to hide. Honey. It can be counterfeited as well. I'm getting a lot of fake honey stuff uh, in my uh, 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 news feed. Are you not getting it? Uh, I've seen a lot fake of honey things, ads. Yeah. Like, uh, like someone squeezing some honey and the guy cuts it with scissors and you are you eating fake honey? I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> well, there are two types of counterfeit honey. One is the adulterated one, which sounds kinkier than it is, which is a mixture of real honey and sugar syrup. That's what you're seeing. You're seeing the corn syrup and a little bit of honey. That's what gives you that really thick, uh, oh. that one's where you can cut it with the scissors. That's basically just corn syrup and, and a little bit of honey added to it for flavoring. Who fakes honey? Uh, it's an expensive product. If you can find it cheaper, you yeah, can charge people off for it. It's, che- it's not cheap. 
Yeah, when you go in there and look at the the thing, and the little bears now are like twelve bucks. Really, yeah, the little squeeze bear yeah, with a little thing on top. Expensive. Uh, you can mix that with real honey, uh, sugar syrup, beetroot syrup, or rice syrup. And then there's fake honey, which looks more like real honey than real honey itself. It's a mixture of of, of water, sugar, alum, and coloring. Alum. Alum. Yeah. Well, that sounds like it'll give you cancer. One kilogram, or about two point two pounds of fake honey, can be produ- can be produced for about ten yuan, which is about a dollar sixty, and sold for as much as sixty yuan, which is about nine fifty. So good profit. Yeah, yeah. About seventy percent of the honey sold in China's uh, Jinan province is fake, and as usual, Chinese newspapers have offered instructions on how to tell if it is the fake stuff. Instructions, which is hilarious that you like instead of stopping it, right, right, just like oh no, you, you don't, don't get faked. A police have raided several fake honey production sites where 38 buckets of honey were seized. China is actually the world's biggest producer of honey, which it exports to other really? countries. Yeah. Wow. A study revealed that 10% of the honey sold in France was also fake and most likely originated either in Eastern Europe or China. U.S. Customs also busted a fake honey smuggling ring made up of U.S. honey producers. That's right. Big Honey got together and decided they were going to try to make fake honey. Just like uh, fake meat? Mm-hmm. It was discovered they had been bringing fake honey into the U.S. from China via Australia. So mm-hmm. don't trust those little squeezy bottle dudes. You're supposed to eat local honey, too. Yeah, always. Like, uh, if you have any allergies at all and you're eating honey from your, you know, the an area that's the same The best stuff you can get is if you see a guy with a sign that says, uh, uh, call this number for honey, I'm inside. Those are the yeah. guys you want. Yeah, he's got a big beehive or yeah. two in the you back. You pull over to his uh, two double wide, and he's got about twelve bottles of honey sitting on a table. Oh, yeah. Those—that's the guy you want if you that's want to honey. clear up some allergies. Uh, of course, selling fake honey is bad, but also you never really want to mess with people's water either, because their water is already pretty bad. But police have recently uncovered a scam in which plastic bottles are filled with tap water. It's done here in the U.S. too. Yeah, sure. Quite a bit, actually. Well, well, they put it through a reverse osmosis filter or something like that. No, you think it comes right out of the tap? Yes. Most of those places that say spring water, is it a big spigot in the middle of their uh, (laughs) place that they're going? It's coming out of the same water that comes out of your local municipality. Uh, Of course, people, uh, police have uncovered it. They found it's either tap water or poorly treated water and sealed with a quality standard seal. The same used by genuine bottled water companies. Among other things, the bottles have been found to contain E. coli. And a stew of harmful fungi. A stew? Yes, yeah, stew. <laughs> more than 100 bottles of this bacterial goop are sold annually, with the sellers raking in more than about $120 million U.S. Holy mackerel. For comparison, about 200 million bottles of water, both genuine and counterfeit, are produced in Beijing annually. The bottled water scam is not new and has been going on since at least 2002. The cost produces about 3 yuan to produce fake water, which can be sold for nearly 10 the real stuff costs about six to make. Wow. <laughs> Fake water. Now, if you would ever think, you think nobody's counterfeiting rice. The Chinese people have better than standards than that. No way. And they would never, ever, ever counterfeit noodles, right? No. Yeah, well. Say it ain't so. Chinese counterfeit noodles are, rice noodles are made from rotten, stale, and moldy grains, which are usually <laughs> used as animal feed. Oh, great. These are then mixed with cancer-causing additives such as sulfur dioxide to get the final delicious stir-fry product. Of course, isn't it just like a guy in the woods just making his own uh, crappy uh, rice noodles? Almost 50 factories in the Dongguan City can be found to be in on this scheme, turning out about 1.1 million pounds of counterfeit rice noodles per day. 
Another inspection about 35 other factories showed that 30 of them were producing substandard rice noodles. <laughs> Producers bleached their spoiled rice and mixed it with additives to get triple the amount of rice noodles. Uh, Aside from using stale rice, some producers use flour, starch, and corn powders to stretch them a little farther. These noodles usually have a very low protein content, as low as about 1% compared to the 4.5% that's normal. That's probably the stuff you get in the ramen, mm. the hard-ass ramen noodles. Uh, so they did some tests, and some pigs that were fed these fake rice noodles ended up with weak limbs and several other problems. Good Lord, pigs will eat anything. Well, pigs will eat anything, but the fact that the... Made them weak in the knees. That... The pig which will eat literal garbage for the most part and other things, and they don't cause them to issue. Right, they fatten right. up. This stuff caused them to have weak legs. <laughs> Speaking of pigs, clenbuterol. What? Clenbuterol, also called lean meat powder. Oh, lean meat powder. Is an additive added to animal feed. It burns fat in the animals, but can cause sickness, heart problems, unnecessary sweating, and dizziness in humans. Oh. Its use in animal feed began in the 1980s and was banned in 2002 because of its health risks. Which makes you wonder, the unnecessary sweating, is that where like meat sweats really came from as we were all getting pounded with that clenbuterol? Probably so. Pigs don't sweat, though. No, that's in humans. It's not the, oh, the, it's the, the animals, animals weren't having the unnecessary uh. sweating. They were burning fat. However, some meat processing companies still use it to their pigs because it makes their pork tender and leaner and it fetches more money on the market. Yeah. To make matters worse, one of the companies involved is China's largest meat processor and a subsidiary of the Henan Shanghui Investment and Development Company. The company issued an apology. So sorry. Then recalled 2,000 tons of pork, and 24 workers were sacked or suspended or executed. In an attempt to minimize losses, the company's shares were suspended to stop the scandal from affecting its stock price. The China Meat Association also tried to downplay the incident so that it would not damage the Chinese meat market. Between yeah. 1998 and 2007, China witnessed 18 outbreaks of banned clenbuterol, during which one person died and more than 1,700 people got sick. Mm. Now, one last one, and this is one that you see here, actually in the U.S. quite often. Uh, is it uh, yoga mats uh, in the food? Actually, I heard that I was got, a big deal. I can do two quick ones. We'll skip though. Fake wine is huge in the U.S. here too. Fake we, wine, yeah, like crazy. Actually, France had a bad ish, in, incident with that. Uh, there was. Well, they blend thing. wines together. Just claim it's one other thing. No, they were using uh, basically. Um, antifreeze in a lot of bottles what? to stretch out the wine. It was causing people to die. There's a big thing about that. But specifically to China, you got to watch out for the Yang Chang hairy crabs. Oh, Yang Chang hairy crabs? Mm -hmm. Yep, they're the most expensive crabs in China. So, of course, a lot of people are going to, I don't know, stick some pubes on some regular crabs to see if they can pass right. them. Now, the real the deal comes exclusively from Yang Chang Lake, but there are a few sneaky ways around it. For example, some sellers take water from the Yang Chang Lake and put other crabs in it for several hours before selling them as Yang Changs. Uh-huh. Smart. Others use chemicals on the crabs and make them look like the Yang Chang crabs. Oh. Only one in every 300 Yang Chang crabs, uh, hairy crabs sold are actually real. Wow. <clears throat> uh, the no total number of crabs produced from the Yang Chang is less than 3,000 tons annually, but more than 10,000 tons of crabs are sold. <laughs> uh, to counter the fake crabs, the Suzhou Crab Business Association demanded that plastic rings with a special numerical code be attached to each one of the claws of each original Yang Chang hairy crab. The plans soon failed, though, when sealer, sellers of the real Yang Cheng hairy crabs began selling the tags to give to the fake people. <laughs> and we'll end with one, one real quick one. All right. Because I love this one. And you would love a good bun. Soy bun, bao bun. Bao bun. Mm, delicious. Mm. Well, they were also making cardboard buns. 
Cardboard? Yeah. Uh, these were made from cut cardboard mixed with chemicals and pork flavoring. That's right. The in, like the pork bun inside would be just minced cardboard, flavored like it. Uh. An investigation carried out by the CTV, which is the Chinese <laughs> uh, group, showed a video of a seller making the buns, commonly called Baozi. Uh, uh, yeah, Baozi. Uh, out, out of cardboard. The cardboard was first mixed with a caustic soda, which is used in the production of soap and paper, then cut before being mixed with pork and seasoning. The video went viral and was picked up by several international media organizations. The Chinese government responded this time by saying the foreign media organizations had taken the news too far and the fake buns are actually hoax. The reporter who filmed the video was also arrested. The government said <laughs> and executed. that he had done it to earn more audience ratings for his station. Oh, and my God. There is no fake buns. No, and we never saw that guy ever again. Well, if you're ever up in uh, Vancouver, Canada, you want to stop by... The Cocoa Leaf Cafe and Medicinal Mushroom Dispensary. Everything they do there is illegal, but you can take some mushrooms, trip your balls off, and chew on some coca leaves. Hang on, it's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Hi, I'm E.J. Williams for American Humane. For thousands of years, dogs have been our best friends in our worst times. Today... We're also learning that our best friends, millions of whom are abandoned each year, are often the best medicine when people are facing obstacles. To help both people and animals, organizations like American Humane have been working to harness the healing power of the human-animal bond, finding animals in need of forever homes and training them as life-saving service and therapy dogs to help our veterans, the elderly, and children overcome the daily obstacles of life. In this way, the rescued can become the rescuers. To find out how you can help give animals and the people they help a new leash on life, <laughs> please visit AmericanHumane.org. This place in Vancouver is incredibly illegal. Uh... They're in Vancouver. Uh, it's called the Cocoa Leaf Cafe and Medicinal Mushroom Dispensary. They sell Bolivian coca, like the leaves, which cocaine comes from, hallucinogenic mushrooms, any all manner of psychedelics. Been raided by the cops uh, recently for the first time. A couple of other dispensaries under the same ownership. <clears throat> they took thousands of dollars in drugs and uh, cash. Um, the owner, Dana Larson, was in custody for seven hours, but was out in time to reopen the cafe the next day and no immediate charges upon his release. Um, they greeted what they call psychonauts. You know. Yeah, people take psychedelics. Microdosers and the psychedelic curious the next day. They say it was a brazen move to reopen the very next day. Uh this guy, Larson's a 52-year-old veteran of entrepreneurial drug reform activism, chewing on a cocoa leaf when they met him. I see the women uh, that are out picking the cocoa leaves. They're chewing on cocoa leaves. Does it just make you high? Uh, Gives you a cocaine like buzz? A, like a numbing flavor to it. Well, <clears throat> for Christmas after that, he sent festive cards to the addresses of all 87 uh, members of the Legislative Assembly of British Columbia. Each of them had a cocoa leaf and a gram of golden teacher magic mushrooms. In the card, he wished them the happiest of holidays, lauded the plant's beneficial therapeutic properties, and included a membership form 
for the dispensary. I encourage them to try the mushroom in a safe, responsible setting and have the, that experience. It could be very beneficial. It's unclear whether any of them took him up on the offer. Some of them actually called the cops. Uh, I mean, he did distribute narcotics through the mail. Don't they have some lax drug <laughs> law? Isn't this what that other place was where the guy said it was guaranteed fentanyl-free? Yeah. And then, and then he died, died of a fentanyl overdose. <laughs> Whoops. Whoa. Well, they had to test it, you know. Uh, there's no shortage of their members there. 20,000 at the last count. Um, the uh, have a bartender type person. The guy uh, who wrote the article went down the side of a membership form and ordered a Cococino. A combination of brewed cocoa leaves, steamed milk, and syrup. Uh, I mean, you could just drink your cocaine and get a buzz for the day. I mean, I'd probably try it. Yeah, I would too. Um, it, despite its popularity, it's totally illegal. Cocoa leaves... Sacred by indigenous people in the Andes or Schedule One drugs in California. However, thanks to a forward-thinking spirit of Vancouver, there isn't much appetite among the police to go after uh, this guy and his peers at a dozen of these mushroom stores, as many cannabis uh, vendors did pre-legislation stuff as well. Last year, uh, British Columbia decriminalized possession of small amounts of uh, heroin, fentanyl, cocaine, and meth, but weirdly, not mushrooms. That's doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, uh, yeah, of all that was just listed in there, probably the mushrooms would have been the one that you can decriminalize. Right, first. Uh, Vancouver's the place, best place to uh, check out the uh, this burgeoning mushroom business. Uh, outside of the U.S., Oregon and Colorado, uh, inside the uh, outside of the U.S., uh, states of Oregon and Colorado, uh, there's his marketplace... It's about the only place in North America. It's got 4.6 stars on Google, Google Review. <laughs> what was the bad reviews? Like, oh, I tried to get in there and get some coca leaves, and these Man, are weak coca leaves. Man, I had the worst trip of my life. <laughs> there are a lot of varieties of mushrooms. Did not know that. Um, there are... Gold Emperors, the phallic-shaped penis envy strain, the blue meanie toadstool, uh, as referenced in the yellow submarine Beatles cartoon video, psilocybin rice krispies, and LSD, DMT, kratom, and controversially, controversially, a staggering selection of pink flowered peyote cactuses that are about a seven hundred bucks a pop. <clears throat> he said one cochino at a time. He said, every time I took a drink, I got more stimulation and a pleasant high. It's almost like coffee, but more euphoric, less jittery, not dissimilar to cocaine, <clears throat> yet less in the head and more in the body. He said, I'm kind of buzzing. Naturally, I start to take increased interest on the art of the walls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I don't know why they don't uh, shut just. How do they? Yeah. Why can't they just shut this guy down? Just bulldoze and in, in there, take all this stuff again, and 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 keep him in jail. I don't know. Maybe, uh, there's not laws on the book on the books. Yeah. They didn't decriminalize mushrooms, and, and apparently that's his uh, that's his stock and trade. Yeah, they admit it. every bit of it's illegal. Um, 
You can also get hot, co- hot cocoa tea and LSD-infused coffee. Uh, one's called a Cocoa Pop. It comes with Cocoa Brew, Coca-Cola, uh, and some kind of psilocybin. No, some kind of LSD. Oh, that has Coca-Cola. Oh, coca Oh, there's Coca and Coca-Cola, just like the old Coke. Can you imagine, though, that you're uh, coming, stopping by there every day for your morning LSD coffee and heading on to work? Tripping your nards <laughs> off? Or, I mean, cocaine is addictive as hell. Is the cocoa leave as addictive? I would guess it is. You be out in front of this place before opening time, jittery, and waiting I to get your fix on? I need a man. Oh, man, hook me up, dog. Well, the... Uh, This guy was once the one of the first people to open an illegal med, uh, medical ca- cannabis dispensary in 08. Um, he was forced to stand down as a federal, federal political candidate for the progressive New Democratic Party after videos emerged of him lighting a mouthful of joints, taking hallucinogenic drugs, and driving while stoned. <laughs> he later made news for giving away 2.3 million weed seeds in an attempt to overgrow Canada. I mean, are people just there? Like, uh, they have to be, right? I don't know the time frame between when you ingest it and when it starts to have a, 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 a you know, psychedelic effect on you. Yeah. Then, by then, you're on the streets in your car or on public That's transportation. What I'm curious <laughs> of, like, when they give these uh, teas and stuff like that, do they like? All right, I'm gonna. You can have the tea, uh, but I need you to. We're gonna be here to help you out to get you through this uh, type of thing. I didn't are sound like just, that at all. It sounds like he's giving this guy a drink and he heading him off onto the way on his way. It sounds like a Starbucks, but everything there f's you up. And you just come in and bake your order and you know make a frappolated LSD uh, mocha later, uh, and uh, you know tip your barista and on out the door you go. Maybe you grab a scone while you're there, uh, um, a weed infused scone. You jump in the car and you go to work. Thanks for another my morning tea, purple elephant person. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Um, they say one of the trip tenders, they call them, passes him a 10-gram bag with a cocoa leaf user guide that waxes lyrical about the much-aligned plant's benefits. But it warns consumption can cause a positive drug test. You can optionally add a very small amount of baking soda while chewing for maximum effects, but don't use too much. Oh, the leaf or the baking soda? The leaf. Oh, maybe the baking soda, who knows? use too much of the baking soda, you start foaming at the mouth? Yeah. I mean, that's just to keep your teeth clean from chewing on a, on a, on a, on a leaf all, all freaking day. Uh, one January 6th rioter. Uh, actually, I don't know. He's been in there for a long, long time. He's actually seeking to extend his uh, del- and delay his sentencing. And the prosecutors are asking a judge to deny him that request because they argue that this defendant is maybe seeking to remain incarcerated. He was convicted of uh, last year. Uh, he represented himself at trial where he told jurors that Jan 6 was a beautiful day. He liked the fact that those senators and congressmen uh, were in fear for their lives. Well, he said we had to take the election back. It was stolen. Um, he told the jury he was in a kangaroo court and called the judge a Nazi. Uh Prosecutors are looking for 37 months in prison uh, with sentencing guidelines ranging from 30 to 37. 
If the sentencing were to be laid for several more months, he could end up serving more time behind bars than he would ultimately have, have been sentenced to, and potentially even more than, than three years more than sought by the prosecutors. This guy just likes being in jail. I think so. I think he, he likes his three in a cot. So. He, he is crazy. He said in a self-authored memo, he wrote that the rioters, quote, had the had had and have a right to overthrow the government um, once he certified the stolen election and called Trump-appointed U.S. District Judge Trevor McFadden corrupt, a modern-day Nazi, um, and sought to delay his sentencing until the Supreme Court rules on in another January 6th case that may affect one of the changes uh, charges against him. He's in no rush. He's even praised the Federal Bureau of Prison Facilities where he's incarcerated, saying in his memo that they were awesome and very fun. He said he preferred prison over jail because prison had weight rooms and some classes and much better food. He is on the autism spectrum. I mean, everybody can have their dreams. <laughs> Uh, he's in a unique position that proceeding with the sentencing as planned on the 28th of this, 29th of this month may result in his release on that date. Uh, they really believe he's demonstrated that he is in no particular hurry to get out of jail. <laughs> he prefers to be in custody. He must not be in like solitary confinement. I don't know. Maybe he is. I thought the rest of them were. Uh, I mean, even then they let him go do classes and, uh, Go do some working out, and it's probably nicer than his own house. So Yeah, got a nice meal. Uh, he said it brought joy to his heart to see the members of Congress terrified for their lives. For what they have done and what they are doing to this country, I hope they live in constant fear. And they, that's the kind of talk to get you extra time, you know, and you're saying that, and they're trying to get rid of you. Yeah, of all the Jan 6 people, he seems to be the only guy that just wants to be in jail. Right. Well, he's been there since 2021, January 16, 2021. Boy, they got him quick. When he got arrested, he asked the FBI agent for a Sharpie so he could write Liberty on his forehead for his mugshot. Like most, you know, normal guys yeah. would do. No big deal. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of the coca and the cocaina, a couple of uh, Columbus, Ohio cops have been arrested on drug charges. This sounds like a, I always thought, it's almost the same as my theory about if I, if I see four square groupers washed up on the beach, I'm going to call and report the three square groupers I found. Mm -hmm. these, uh, these guys from the Columbus Division of Police are, are charged with and accused of stealing and selling multiple kilos of cocaine. They're, uh, according to the indictment, uh, Joel Medford was investigating a drug crime in February 2020, unlawfully gained access to a detached garage that was part of an investigation. Without a warrant, he allegedly found two kilos of cocaine in the rafters in the garage. Then he allegedly seized one of them and left the other one to be found during a search warrant, uh, a search with a proper warrant the very next day. Then he turns it over to Chico uh, so they could sell the drugs for him. Don't you think this, what, what's the, uh, mm, Serpico, remember the movie Serpico? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the plot of any uh, crooked cop. Yeah. On March 7th, he took a bag containing multiple kilos of cocaine from a house 
in Ambleside Drive and arrested the suspect. Then he traveled to a house in Kilbourne Avenue, removed another kilo of cocaine. The same day, he turned one kilo of cocaine to evidence and stole the other kilo kilograms to be sold. A month later, he allegedly stole 20 kilos of coke from the police uh, property room and replaced it with fake cocaine. Ah, see, you got greedy. The old fake cane. Mm-hmm. He probably tried to use powdered sugar. He's also accused of depositing 72000 in cash derived from the uh, cocaine sales into his personal bank account. Which I'm sure the uh, bank was wondering how the old cop all of a sudden was getting $72,000 to deposit in his bank account. Yeah. He planted uh, additional, let's see, he took 10 kilos of coke from a house, uh, some street, didn't turn it into evidence. And then planted two additional kilos of cocaine for a law enforcement officer to discover later in the day the 10 kilos were allegedly stored in another person's basement before they were given to someone to sell. Man, this, these guys are coked up. Um, these people, if proven, will go to jail for a very, very long time. It's the highest level of drug offense you can get outside of a kingpin statute. Yeah. I wonder how he got busted. He got greedy. I'm sure they went to go test the cocaine to see maybe the purity on them. So they went back to grab evidence and someone opened it up and it like powdered sugar all over the place. And the guy's like, this is definitely not cocaine. (laughs) I guess what else uh, is shocking is that Columbo, Columbus, Ohio has uh, hundreds of kilos of, cake, of cocaine running through it. Yeah, that's everywhere. You think? Oh, yeah. It's It's got to be tempting. You know? It's got to be pretty tempting. And then you got to find someone to fence it for you. Well, you're an officer. You've, you've, already, yeah. you've arrested enough guys that you just got to call them up like, hey, Hey, buddy, I know I arrested you a couple weeks ago, but I've got some uh, side stuff. You know who some guys to get it to? Yeah, I think I can, uh, you know, I might not show up to testify against you if you uh, take care of a few things for me. Like all these kilos. Mm-mm-mm. Well, they messed it up. It's just getting greedy. You can't just enjoy that extra $1,000 a month. Yeah, you got still 10 kilos of cocaine. What are they, uh, 20 grand a piece or something like that? Yeah, all you got to do is keep just that one, two come in, one doesn't go. Yeah, you just slowly go through. Don't this. go rob the evidence room. Yeah, you rob the evidence room. And that, that, was, that means he went to the trouble of making 10 fake kilos Yeah, out of some product and wrapping it up and making it look like that and then, uh, <laughs> and then replacing them. Uh, this is going to be bad news for a lot of people. And it has to do with the dreaded fecal plume from your toilet. You know, we heard you got to sh- you got to shut the lid on your toilet or else when you flush it, a giant plume comes out. And that sounds reasonable to me. Poonado, yeah. Poonado. And but now, but, but, you know, look at the toilet. It's got an air gap between the seat and the and the toilet and then between the lid and the seat. So it's just going up and out like a mushroom cloud. Yeah, actually kind of get a little pressurized uh, shooting out the sides. Uh, it makes no difference whether the lid is up or down. They did a study, University of Arizona, 
lit on a, 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 a lizard on a treadmill, money maybe. Uh, regularly cleaning the ball can eliminate the worst bacteria and make safing, uh, flushing safe no matter where the lid is. But a flush can release a, pr- a plume of aerosolized bacteria and viruses into the air. But it is, is it better to leave it open or closed? They use lasers and cameras and... This is since the 50s. People have known that flushing the toilet with the seat up, it leads to an explosion of fecal matter, toilet water, and anything else that might be in the bowl. <laughs> yeah, but it's been sneaky, still firing off everywhere in your bathroom. I mean, it's everywhere, right? They could, the toilet plumes have droplets so small that they are even they're invisible uh, from an invisible aerosol mist. They can rise 4.9 feet above the toilet within eight seconds. <laughs> that really is like a nuclear explosion. That's actually pretty slow. 4.9 uh, feet at over eight seconds is pretty slow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what goes up must come down, and it that's what happens. It comes down on everything, your toothbrush, your comb. <clears throat> yeah, your, yeah, all of that. It is the most contaminated uh, toilet bowl. That's the most contaminated. The, the brush is the second thing. They flush it, they wait a minute, they go in and take samples from everything around the bathroom. There's no statistically different difference between closing the lid or leaving it wide open. I mean, it's your bathroom, right? Unless you go to someone else's bathroom. Yeah. That's always been a, it really bothers me. That's, I went to the restroom here in the building the other day, and there was a guy in there brushing his teeth and oh. shaving and doing all that stuff. And like, Dude, this... This is a public restroom. What are you doing? Yeah, eight dudes have probably dropped the deuce in here today so oh, far. Easily. In this building? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yo. Um, Darius Rucker got arrested. I think he's a good guy. Yeah, and it's ahead. a weird thing. It's, uh, uh, what, is, what was it? Uh, it's a minor drug offense. And friendly distribution of drugs? Yeah, something... Yeah. Minor uh I don't even know why they had arrested him and such so a cite him for it. Um but it, it what happened afterwards was uh what typically happens after some public figure F's up, his ex girlfriends come out of the closet and uh call him a D bag and, and say, Oh karma, you know, it's karma. His ex one of his ex girlfriends, um, Kate Quigley, who's quite fetching she said, yeah, I've heard, but all I can say is karma. She uh, posted a picture of her in a bikini selfie that captured her <laughs> while sticking her tongue out. Mood when you hear your D-bag ex got arrested. Um, a, you know, they went out for less than a year, four years ago, and she she still hung up on him. Yeah, and while he's out partying in Nashville. Right. Uh, she took uh, to X when the uh, report reporter says she was doing great after an accident. She had an accidental uh, group overdose. Whatever that is, her and some friends had a group overdose. Let's all overdose together. You guys want to come over for later? We're, we're going to overdose. Yeah, accidental group one. Uh, and her, uh, she survived it. It killed three of her friends. Um, and she was real pissed that he didn't call to see how she was doing. She was pissed. After. Wait, the, their group OD was after? After they broke up. And, what, Darius was going to just call her up on the phone? And yeah. 
She said, hey, Darius, could you please refrain from making public comments about my health or well-being since you haven't called us once to see how I'm doing and you have no clue? <laughs> now I know why they're not uh, together anymore. Yeah. This is the picture she uh, po- that she posted along with that. <laughs> oh, she seems real nice. <laughs> uh, all right. When we return, our buddy Movie Man Mike will uh, join us. Um. I don't know. Is there good stuff coming out? Uh, there's a couple uh, wide releases, but I've heard that it's very bad. So I'm curious in how mm. he's. Uh, I know Argyle, Argyle's coming out this weekend. Yeah, and, yeah. And bad. the reviews I've heard uh, just say it's awful. So I'm curious what he thinks. All right, we'll do it next. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Mike joins us. You can read Mike Clark's reviews in Newsmax magazine uh, at thefederalist.com and at epictimes.com. Mike, how are you? I'm doing very well, sir. And yourself? Very well, thank you. Good, good. Uh, We got a a really dichotomy here right at the top. Uh, The first movie is called The Promised Land, and it stars Mads Mikkelsen. Does that name ring a bell to you at all? Mads Mikkelsen. No, it sounds like a great name, though. He's a Danish actor. He's uh, best known to American audiences as the uh, guy with the bleeding eyeballs in Casino Royale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That guy's uh, a great uh, actor. He's a great actor. And he also played the title character in the TV series Hannibal. Right. uh, Which was a prequel to The Silence of the Lambs. And this is a fact-based story. And I say fact-based because it's very loose. In my review, I classify it as revisionist history that's how loose it is but it's about a 17th century uh far eight i'm sorry 18th century guy in denmark who wants to become a noble he's a war veteran and he wants to become a noble so he decides he wants to fix this plot of land that uh, on the jutland that is uninhabitable and uh, that sounds kind of boring I did that premise, but it, it's a little bit of unforgiven. This guy, he's a veteran. He wants to clear his name, make better for himself. It's also got a lot of Jeremiah Johnson in it. Can you just become a noble? Don't you have to have the right no, uh, bloodline? No, line? you have. You have to. Well, if you have bloodline, but he doesn't have the blood, right? So, but if you do some kind of noble act, if you please the king in a certain way, oh, yeah, you can be declared a noble. Okay. Kind of like, like in the mafia, you, you can't be in if you're not if you're not completely Italian and trace your blood back to the motherland, but you could be an associate. Yeah, like Henry Hill and yeah. uh, the De Niro character, they could never be made. Right. So, uh, but you can at least in this movie, uh, and it's got a great kind of love triangle going on. A really, really vicious villain. Who kills people by pour, uh, pouring boiling water on them? Oh my God! Yeah, uh, I love this so much. It's my first movie on my 2024 top ten list. What? Yep. What's it called? Uh, 
it's called the promised land promised land and the the original well the title in danish is called the bastard because the uh the lead character the mickelson character uh was a bastard he was the son of a the guy a slave owner who impregnated one of his slaves and that's hence the title and i can see why the uh, u.s distributor didn't want to call it the bastard yeah uh, promised land sounds so much better and I, I, I apologize, my description wasn't as concise as it should have been, and it's a lot more than what I said. And in, in my review, I said this thing could easily be redone as a 19th century uh, American Western, something set in the 1800s, because it's got all of these Western elements in it. So I can't recommend it highly enough. Five out of five for me, 95% audiences a hundred percent. I'm sorry, critics ninety five, audiences one hundred. Wow, theater release. Uh, theater release. Uh, we're going to go from the best movie of the year to the worst movie of the year so far, and this is called Argyle. Uh, Easy uh, pointed it out there during the uh, break. Uh, this is uh, for, uh, directed by Matthew Vaughn, who's got a great pedigree. He did the Kingsman movies. He did the Kick Ass movies. Uh, Layer Cake, starring Daniel Craig of Bond fame, and the best X-Men movie ever made, which is X-Men First Class. And this kind of looks like a Kingsman movie, yeah. where Henry, Henry Cavill plays the title character, who is this, you know, suave, debonair James Bond type who gets involved with a uh, writer, a meekish kind of writer played by Bryce Dal Dallas Howard. Who's writing a book that suddenly is coming to life in the form of this Argyle guy, and it's good for about uh, an hour. That's it. But the problem, but the problem is, it's two hours and nineteen minutes long. This is an action comedy. You you really want to put the brakes on at about an hour forty five, and this thing just keeps going and going and going, and. The, the further it goes, the less funny it gets. And they have Sam Jackson in the movie. Sam really? Lil Jackson. Yeah. And it's still on funny? It, he, his only reason to be in the movie is to explain the plot. That right there should tell you, you don't need to bring in somebody to explain the plot if you write it the way, the correct way. Well, how does he explain it? In like in a narrative way? or Yeah. But he's, he's on screen, but he also does voiceover as well. Uh, and uh, after I saw the running length, I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to need to get battle pay for this. Uh, and it was excruciating. It was just it was really? Just really bad. And it would make a really good limited series. Like if you took it and extended it and then, you know, filled in the cracks with some really good plot development. But no, no, it was rancid. One out of five for me. Wow. Thirty four percent critics. 49% audiences, and the, the 49%, the, this is representing people who went to the first showings last night, people who really wanted to like it, and they didn't. Uh, and that's playing in theaters, and it's supposed to be the first of a trilogy. You're never going to see another one of these. <sighs> You're, this is it. It's going to die on the vine. Forget about it. Uh, next up is uh, something that was filmed in 1982. Hmm. And it's called Queen Rock Montreal. And it's a concert film with Queen. Right at the peak of their popularity in 82. 
filmed over two nights in Montreal, 90 minutes, just a phenomenal performance. I saw that tour uh, as well as another one in 1976. And this band in concert was just amazing. Yeah, You know, they're playing hard rock. They're playing showtime music. They're, they're going all over the map genre wise. Uh, Freddie Mercury was like the, the best front man, one of the best front men in rock and roll history. Yeah. And I saw it in IMAX, which is the best. That's the next best thing to being there. Really, really liked it a lot. Four out of five for me. 100% critics, 97% audiences, and that's in theaters. Again, if you have an IMAX theater near you, pay the extra couple dollars really? and watch watch it that way. Yeah. All right. Uh, <clears throat> then we go to another event that took place in the 80s, and it's called The Greatest Night in Pop. In Pop? In Pop, which, you know. Wait, wait, where is, where is this Queen Rock Montreal? Where can we see it? It's theaters. Okay. It's just theaters. And it's, it's it's a good sign because this thing was only supposed to play in L.A. and New York, and they got such a great response that they decided to go wide with it. So it is playing in Atlanta. It's playing in Orlando and probably some spots in between. It's not playing here. But I was lucky enough to get a, a screen pass to go down to Orlando and saw it earlier this week. Uh, again, this, this, the greatest night in pop is a documentary about the making of the song. We are the world, mm. which, uh, was, uh, I would not call that the greatest night in pop. I, I, dude, I think that's a really mediocre song. And I read another critics review of the movie and they said, this song sounds more like a Pepsi commercial <laughs> yeah. than it does an, an anthem. I agree. And Harry Belafonte, after he saw the band-aid people in uh in britain do do they know it's christmas he's like hey look at all these white people making money for africans we got to do that over here now, <laughs> so, do, do they know this christmas time was a much better song oh yeah a great much song. better song uh and he enlisted lionel richie and michael jackson to write the song and to get quincy jones to to produce it and they decided to do this uh on the night of the American Music Awards, which made sense because he had all of these people in L.A. for the awards. And on top of that, Lionel Richie was hosting the show. So he has to go from hosting the show to go in and wrangling 50 or so people into singing this song. Uh, and as a movie, it's very interesting. You know, the 30, I'm sorry, 90 minutes worth of showing people coming in, getting to know you, how you doing, they point at a sign that says, check your ego at the door. And they've got all kinds of people in there, some marginal, some very famous. Uh, and the, the best part about it is who the two biggest names in music at that time, Prince and Madonna, yeah. don't show. Mm. They don't show up. So instead of having Prince and Madonna singing on the song, they have Huey Lewis and Cyndi Lauper. <laughs> like, uh, let's go from a double a list to right. maybe b minus list uh and bob dylan's walking around like he's on acid like he doesn't know what to do uh al Jarreau, by the time they get to his solo it's like 3 30 in the morning and this guy's got a couple bottles of wine under <laughs> him already oh yeah and he's flubbing his lines and i i gotta say it's an it's like watching a traffic accident you know, you, you, you can't look away, but you don't want to watch it either. Right. 
but as a as a movie it was good as a song the song sucked i don't care how well intended it is yeah it was not a good piece of music but the critics disagree with me it's at 96 and audiences at 90 and that is available on netflix a much better documentary is called june and this is about june carter cash uh who was uh featured in the uh the Johnny Cash movie um, with Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon is in the movie, as is Dolly Parton and Willie Nelson, and it covers oh. the life history of June Carter, uh, who was way popular, way more popular than Johnny Cash prior to marrying him. She was part of the Carter family, one of the original country music families, like royalty, and she was just a, a kid preteen before she started when she started doing music and it covers her entire life story and johnny cash only figures into about half of the movie which i thought was a really great thing showing that this woman had her own life she wasn't just a hangers-on she wasn't like the country music version of yoko she was right she, she had an important thing to do and she wrote ring of fire one of his right. biggest songs he would she wrote that song ring of fire and again uh, a fantastic documentary, one of the pioneers of country music. Uh, it's called June, four out of five for me, 100% with the critics, 80% with the audiences, and that is on Paramount+. Plus. This one is interesting. It's called Miller's Girl, and it stars Jenna Ortega. You know who Jenna Ortega is, right? She's no, who's her? She's in the current uh, Netflix series Wednesday, where she plays Wednesday Adams. Don't ring a bell. Okay, the uh, the Adams family. I I, I, she, I I but I haven't seen it. I, uh, okay, well it's a re, it's a new series. Well, it came out two seasons ago, and she plays Wednesday. She's the lead character in the in the series, and she's a very very attractive young lady. Uh, and she plays this uh, high school student who has a thing for her teacher. who was played by Martin Freeman, uh, and I had that's the biggest problem I had with it from the get-go. Is Martin Freeman, great actor though he is, is kind of a frumpy-looking old English dude, and I'm like, why would this this really hot-looking young girl have a thing for a 50-year-old frumpy English dude? And it, his name isn't Miller. The movie gets its title from the writer Arthur Miller. Ah. Who this one, this girl picks him as her favorite author because he writes such erotic novels. Okay. Oh, that's why she likes the old dude. That's why she likes it. And you're like, okay, this is like starting to sound like uh, the police song, Don't Stand So Close to Me. Yep. Or the book uh, Lolita. So she has a crush on her teacher. And you're like, okay, this could get really sorted here. Let's see how dirty they get. And they don't get dirty. You don't even know if they kiss or not, much less have sex. Uh, and it's Boo. trying to point out this. Yeah, it's like, let me suggest this to you and not even confirm whether it happened or not. And this Ortega girl, she's done a couple other movies as well. She's very pretty. Uh, she's put into this seductress role. Uh, and nothing ever comes of it. I was just like, okay, a big tease that goes nowhere. Uh, so no good. No good. Two out of five for me. Thirty-four percent critics, forty-two percent audiences. 
And that's playing in theaters as well. And uh, we have a, a new series that uh, Clavin might appreciate if he hasn't heard of it already. And it's Sexy Beast, the series. And this is a new TV series uh, on Paramount Plus based on the movie, the 2000 movie, Sexy Beast, starring Ray Winstone and... Uh, well, just blanked on it right now. I'm unfamiliar with the movie. Uh, ben Kingsley. It's a it's an Irish mob movie. You'd love this movie, Shannon. Uh, where uh, Ben Kingsley tries to get this guy to go back into the business after he's retired. He lives in Spain now, and he wants him to come back to London to do this uh, robbery, and he doesn't want to go. And chaos ensues. It's uh, Clavin's favorite movie, and it's it's in my top twenty all time as well. So they're making a series based on these characters in their younger versions. So it's oh, younger okay. versions like a, of these characters. Yeah, like the prequel, the pro, like the mini science type of deal. Yes, exactly. But this is a series, and I'm, the jury's still out on it for me because I've only been able to see four of the eight episodes. Were you hooked on uh, the first one? Uh, I was hooked on the first one and had diminished returns on the next three. So it started off gangbusters. And slowly went down after that. But again, I'm only halfway. And in most series, the low point generally comes halfway through. Starts out big, loses some steam, picks it back up, and ends with a bang. So hopefully it'll get better. But again, this is just based on what I've seen so far. Uh, three out of five, and that's being generous. 31% critics, 57% uh, with the audiences, and that's on Paramount Plus. And a character, an actor rather, that appeared in the Sexy Beast movie, uh, Ian McShane. He was also in the John Wick movies. Excellent, really dark, intense uh, British actor. And he plays uh, an assassin who's 81. I don't know how many 81 year old assassins there are, but he's one of them. And he's getting tired of the life, and he wants to get away from it all and just, you know, retire. So he ends up going to to uh, an island in the Canary Islands, and he finds a young girl, again, a woman who's like less than half of his age. But, you know, that ha that's how it works in movies. Yeah. And they start getting along, and then suddenly his past comes to find him. And to quote a line from Godfather 3, they pull him back in. Yeah. And he doesn't want to get back in. And McShane is a a bad he was also the lead uh, lead character in Deadwood. You did see that show, right? Yes, yeah, 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 I did. Okay. Again, the same guy. I, I I couldn't buy the premise so much, but I love the way he navigated through it. And it is very violent and it looks great. I mean, it's filmed in the Canary Islands, for God's sake. So it looks beautiful. Uh, three out of three and a half out of five for me. Seventy-five percent critics, uh, audiences at sixty-one, and that's in theaters. But it's also on Vudu, Prime, and Apple. So you get a first-run movie, and you can see it in the theater or on demand if you want. Uh, also starting last week on Apple, is called Masters of the Air. Oh my God! My uh, dad is raving about this. What did he say? He said it's fantastic. It's like, uh, it's the, uh, one of the other, uh, what's the other one? It's in Band of Brothers. Band, Band of Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Band of Brothers, but the, but the Air Force. Yeah, yeah. I, that's how I described it. Air, it's an airborne version of Band of Brothers. 
It's only on Apple. Uh, yeah, it's on Apple. And in between, I mean, they did the Pacific 10 years later after Band of Brothers. So it's, you know, 2000, 2010, 2024, uh, produced by Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks, uh, who's making the news in ways he probably shouldn't these days. What, Epstein yeah. Island stuff? Yeah. yeah. He, he's he's trending on X right now. Really? Uh, yeah, and it's good. It's good, it, but it kind of follows the same thing of Band of Brothers. You have a dozen or so guys, they band together, they become buddies. It, it doesn't break any new ground, like put it that way. It's competent, it's proficient, it gets the job done, but it's not going to change the world. The only interesting character, well, cast member is the guy who played Elvis, Oh. Uh, in the movie last yeah. year, so he's he's in the movie. He's one of the leads. Uh, it just didn't like knock me off my feet. Uh, you you do it's Band of Brothers. It's nowhere near Band of Brothers. No, not even close. Hmm. But no, by no fault of its own, because they have this winning formula. Let's not tinker with it. Let's give them the same thing because they loved it before. Uh, but just put them in airplanes. So that's that's all. That's all it is. All right. I, I I love Band of Brothers. I thought the the Pacific was sound like you're hating it, on America right now. Yeah, it's but <laughs> I, I it's just if you ever saw if you never saw Band of Brothers, you would like this a lot more. All right, but, but, see, but you say in comparison to Band of Brothers, it doesn't hold up. No. Okay. All right. No. But like it's 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 a, a, a sufficient. A uh, couple throwbacks, and we'll go back to earlier in the the uh, the program here. Uh, it's called a Royal Affair. And it stars Mads Mikkelsen from oh. The Promised Land, who plays a doctor in a Danish court, who starts diddling the queen, who is played by Alicia Vikander, who was in Ex Machina. And this movie, uh, it's in Danish, and it was nominated for Best Foreign Language from Denmark in 2012. And it's a, a very uh, elegant-looking, trashy, harlequin novel. All right. That's the best way to put it. And Mickelson uh, and one of my uh, neighbors and a couple of people in the business talk about Mads Mickelson like he's the hottest thing since Clint Eastwood. One woman said he's like a blonde Clint Eastwood who doesn't have to squint, hmm. <laughs> which I thought was interesting. Uh, that's on Voodoo, Prime, and Apple. And then The Man from Uncle, which is a Guy Ritchie movie, also starring Alicia Vikander. Henry Cavill from Argyle, Army Hammer, who couldn't get arrested right now for a movie gig because of uh, some really unsavory yeah. sexual practices he had. Cannibal stuff. Yeah, can yeah. Yeah, cannibal stuff. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me please. Can I just remove one of your ribs and eat it in Ugh. front of you? Uh, and this movie really tanked, and I couldn't figure out why. It's it's the best uh, Guy Ritchie movie since Snatch, and. It covers this old NBC TV show, and Henry Cavill plays uh, one of the leads, and Army Hammer plays his Russian counterpart. And it was fantastic. Great action, great villain. Elizabeth Dabecki, who played uh, Diana in The uh, Crown, yep. she, she's, she's the principal villain, and nobody went to see it. And as soon as it came out on Blu-ray, I bought it about a, about a year ago. 
watched it two or three times since then. I love this thing. Four and a half out of five for me. 68% critics, which is up over the years. It's steadily gone up since its release. And 73% from audiences uh, on Vudu, Prime, and Apple. All right. All right. Uh, read Mike's reviews in Newsmax magazine at thefederalist.com and at epictimes.com. Uh, brand 25 peppers at aol.com. If you want to get your hands on some kick ass hot sauce, you still got some? Yes, sir. Right. Certainly do. Had a bumper crop this season. So, yeah, got oh, plenty. Fantastic. All right, my brother. Well, enjoy, Thanks, dude. enjoy your weekend, bro. We'll talk later. You do the same. Bye, man. Thank you, man. See you, buddy. Later. Bye. All right. Let me just hang on. All right. Oh, son of a gun. Ugh, I'm stupid. When we return, we'll get to your remarks. I'm sure they're plentiful and very important and pithy and witty. Um, but more than likely, they aren't. Huh? Gluten-free as well. <laughs> Gluten-free as well. Uh, let me just uh, re-log it. All right. Uh, that's next. Hang on. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Roxanne Watson is on a mission. Hello, how are you doing today? She wants more people to register as organ, eye, and tissue donors. Are you an organ donor? Yes, I am. Yay. My goal is to sign up the most people in the United States. <laughs> what drives her? Roxanne's own life was saved through the gift of a heart transplant, made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day that I was going to devote myself to the cause of organ donation and signing people up and honoring my donor by doing that. Now she's back to health, and she's a powerful force, helping to save lives every day through her work. Imagine what you can make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Eight people can be helped with the major organs, and up to 50 people can be helped with a little bit of everything. And when you think about it that way, that you could help that many people, it's amazing. It really is. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration.
our bombers are already home. Uh, it's amazing. They leave, what, somewhere in the middle of America? Where, I forget where they left from. I think they left from the UK. UK, but they came home to the United States. No, they or went did, back to the UK. Oh, okay. It is. 85 targets we hit. 85 targets. Precision munitions. And uh, they're back at uh, in time for happy hour. For a warm pint of beer in UK. <laughs> <clears throat> That's a lot. Uh, New York illegals are going to get a uh, uh, a stipend per family there. Uh, $53 million program? Yeah, $53 million program. To give out reloadable cards, uh, $1,000 a month. Yep. But you better promise us, Juan, that you're only going to use this for baby formula and diapers. Isn't that the deal? Uh, they can get their own food, too. All food. Food and baby supplies. A grand. How long before that's turned into a giant underground nightmare? Uh, immediately. Yeah, because they're going to just reload them automatically every month with a grand. Yeah, and they're not going to be spent on food and diapers. They're going to be spent on other things. Booze uh, at bodegas and such. That's the only place they're going to use them? Uh, it says the cars can only be used at bodegas, grocery stores, supermarkets, convenience stores. I don't know how you stop them from that. Right. Uh, like a liquor store? Yeah, I mean, how do you stop them from not only being able to use in those stores? That is a good question. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, let's see if there's some audio I wanted to share here. <laughs> Have you seen these videos going around? This one guy produces them. He's a Chinese citizen. Chinese uh, British, right? And he goes through, he speaks fluent English uh, and Chinese, and he goes through China to the markets and finds uh, people wearing shirts from America with totally inappropriate uh, T-shirts. <laughs> Guys, it's hysterical. I mean, little kids with uh, shirts on them that say cocaine, uh, too drunk to F, uh, what the F, Jesus, uh, pervert. One little kid wearing a shirt that says pervert. I don't give an F. <laughs> I love that they, they think, because they think the F word is like a uh, a good thing in the U.S., so there'll be big giant banners that say F. the best effing sale ever or effing sale this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like it's really, really good. Yeah. If it says effing. Well, that's hysterical. I saw one today. It was just blew my mind. And, you know, uh, Kim went to Korea and came back with a lot of, uh, I said, look, be careful what you buy over there. Because, you know, but she had her cousin with her who was Korean. So she's like, okay, yeah, that's, you know. Okay. Uh-huh. She didn't get any formaldehyde duck blood, huh? No, she didn't. We only got uh, a half gallon of uh, circumcision jelly. <laughs> Your skin has been glowing lately, so it's working. You're going to be mad when she has to go back next year to get more. Yeah. Um, we have quite a few remarks. We should probably get to them. Uh, if you, There's still time to leave one, if you'd like, from the Florida Man Radio app, powered by Morganic Meats and Morris Family Farms. Your connection to uh, ours of archived podcasts from the program commercial free connect you with all the shows on the station and at the bottom of the app is a little microphone it's better than you on stand on hold on your crappy cell phone here we go that uh that bitch's math is exactly why uh women like her make 64 percent of what we make <laughs> she doesn't know math she shouldn't be paid what i'm paid or you're paid of course, that's all factually inaccurate, and uh, it's all a bunch of lies, and you guys need to do your research. 
uh, that other caller's math is off. Take 34%, that's the delta, half it. Give her that. But then again, you get what you pay for. Shannon, easy Man, liberal Larry sounds mad. He ought to be happy he didn't get charged for that tape he made in the Capitol. Isn't that amazing? They don't get charged for that, for uh, anal sex? Or any uh, type of punishment. No uh, disbarment from going to the Capitol, nothing. It was just like, hey, uh, just film sex throughout yeah, the Capitol. Okay, you guys knock it off, all right? Stop <laughs> don't it. film it next time. <laughs> hey, guys, nothing like talking about facts and providing none. Be do, be do. But if you have gay sex in the Capitol... You're raw dogging it. They, they, I think by all accounts, they did raw dog it. Yeah, I didn't do too much research. I, I, I couldn't it. find one that wasn't blurred out. I yeah. really didn't want to see, uh, you know, I get the picture. Well, that, that sends a negative message to today's youth not to wrap it up before you, you know. Mm, you got to wrap it before you tap it. <laughs> hey, Shando T-Bone from Atlanta. Hope y'all are doing well today. Uh, talking about all these public schools and the BS going on with them. I'm very proud to say, very proud daddy. My little girl got into a private school and nice. uh, got to pay 1800 bucks a month for it. Mm. But damn it, I ain't sending her to public school. Man, my daughter's mom and I put her through a... A private school was worth every cent, but it was a struggle. Georgia doesn't have any vouchers or anything like that? Mm-mm. Ooh. No, it was here. Yeah, but, I mean, T-Bone's up in the Oh, looking no. for some vouchers of some sort. No. I like it everybody calls in and complains about wanting all their athletes to be drug-free, but then they'll hang up the phone and go watch everything there is to watch about NASCAR, which has been trying to cheat since in its inception. I mean... That was that's the whole basis of it. So it is what it is. Watch the game and enjoy it. NASCAR. Oh, if you're not cheating at NASCAR, what do you mean? How do you how do you cheat at NASCAR? Uh, yeah, lighten some, uh, you know, run a little light. Maybe you run your uh, foils a little high. Uh, oh, I thought you mean like you snort some cocaine in the third I turn. Know, I mean, or you something. could also do that too. <laughs> not 100 percent sure if they drug test you or not. I think they do. But why would they? How could it enhance your? You know, uh, you probably don't want uh, somebody some stung. guy going around the corner uh, blazed out of his mind. <laughs> Star Trek guy's not mad. He's just disappointed. Me to be. Your earlier caller did get the math wrong. Okay. There's so many. Uh, that's weird. I get it. That I thought it kind of went on unspoken, but you know. Take thirty four percent, divide it by two, give her that half of the difference. But then again, you get what you pay for, don't you? Is that the same thing? Same guy? No, I just think uh, they all got the same Same uh, feeling? Yeah, yeah. I got bad news, guys. If you want to make Pluto a planet again, you're going to have to make Joe Biden a planet because Joe Biden, dwarf planet, just as big as Pluto. Hmm. Todd Daytona. Yeah, um, I'm claiming Uranus. Make of that what you will. Beto, beto. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, Heather said Uranus. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> Unfortunately, I had an appointment for the beginning part of the show, and I got to be honest with you, 
I feel very sad. I feel like the kid who came out into the playground late and everybody was beating up on Liberal Larry and I don't know why. So now I can't wait for the replay so I could be yesterday's show guy on Monday and then I can join in on all the fun. Beedoo beedoo. I'll tell you, you are going to love it. Yeah. I, I didn't, I don't know that we, we didn't save it. But I'm sorry, we already picked kickball teams, so you're way behind. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is a really, it is a wonderful, wonderful uh, remark. This is Bubba Stewart with more good stuff. I got a question. If Pluto can talk, can Goofy? Or is Goofy just a dog? Oh, inquired minds need to know. Goofy was the one that could talk. Pluto was the dog that didn't talk. Right. Hey, it's Pete in Georgia with a public service announcement. Put just simply put, Pluto. Pluto. Is that Pluto hey, saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Pete. Hi, this is Bubba Stewart, Martha Stewart's illegitimate cousin. <laughs> she don't claim me. But hey, you know. Those Chinese food counterfeiters, they ain't got nothing on us. In Salt Lake City here, we uh, we go out and get roadkill in the winter. The roads are so heavily salted, we sell it as salted cod and salted jerky. We just sell it. Nothing wrong with that. Rest in peace, Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, Chubbs from Happy Gilmore. Bidoo bidoo. Apollo Creed. Oh, there'll be Rocky reruns all weekend, right? All you got is the Pro Bowl, which I understand is flag football now. Yeah. It's, How long has it been flag football? Since last year. But there's also, they That's did so some gay. stuff that I like, which is the skills competitions and things like that. So instead of, uh, the Pro Bowl sucked. Even when it was. The game itself? The game it sucked. Yeah, the, it's about the stuff that goes on. So now they went back to doing, like, uh, they're doing different drills. One of them that they're trying to do is receivers got to have two footballs in his hands, and then they're going to fire jugs machines at them, and they have to catch the football, a third football. Should be interesting. There's some fun right. stuff. I miss the old QB challenges that used to go on. Yeah, they don't do those anymore? No, they, they stopped doing that. Ugh. Yeah, health nut here. I just pee outside so I don't got to flush that dirty toilet so much inside. It's the poo they're worried about. I'll tell you what else could be a dangerous explosion of fecal matter over that old toilet. A good night of drinking and Taco Bell. If Kim and I have been out drinking and I wake up the next morning and I don't feel right, I go right to the trash can drawer where you pull. I look down, at the, then usually the first thing I see is the wrapper of whatever we ate. Yeah, but it always seems like she might be a bit of the instigator when it comes to getting the Taco Bell. Yes, and she'll eat like one or two, and I finish the rest of the dozen. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Bubba Stewart. We have a, okay, Bubba Stewart, we have one more. You know, if you want to get rid of your Punado, just go to the outhouse. There's no flushing involved. It's just dropping and plopping. No pressurization at all. It's safe. Yeah, except my neighbors yeah. don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I do pee a lot outside. Where my office is so close to the back door, where I hang out at night, I just go out, you know, 
it's very disturbing all this talk of poo particles floating through the air. Now, let me see. I'm 68. I've been flushing the toilet for <laughs> all those years. And, uh, man, I must be totally covered in poo from head to toe. That's gross, man. I feel nasty now. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> I guess the co-host that had to live near the studio, if he had to go number two during the show, he would leave in a break, go home, strip completely naked outside of his bathroom, turn on the shower, go number two, uh, get cleaned up, and then get out of the ba- bathroom and dress in his bedroom. How long were your breaks? Uh, like eight or 12 minutes. He never made it back on time. <laughs> never. So I uh, work at a golf course on uh, Lake Oconee in Georgia, and... If we got to go, they try to make you go to a porta potty, but nah, I go to the clubhouse. Good man. Man, talking about the poo flumes in the bathrooms really kind of gross me out, making me second guess uh, my life choices. <laughs> I really got to find somewhere else to cut up my cocaine in the back of the toilet tank. In the- <laughs> Circle K stall. Oh um, yes. Oh, if I anyone has any ideas, let me know. No, it was Thank worse. We didn't. We never got to the story with Jessica Biel, did we? Mm. Eating in the shower. Yeah. No, we didn't. Now it makes no. it even worse. Now. Yeah, she's eating food in there. Yeah. Ugh. Fake tofu is the funniest thing I've ever heard, and brilliant. I think I'm gonna try to sell Doctor Dan Diaco fake <laughs> breast implants. <laughs> Not quite sure what Mike was talking about, about Masters of the Air, but it is fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's a different perspective, and uh, it's me with an aviation background for 30-plus years. You know, it's really uh, eye-opening of what these guys went through. So not sure what he sees wrong with it, but uh, not sure what he was expecting. But check it out if you want to, Shando. It is really good. New episode just came out, so... Have a good weekend, guys. Beat it, beat it. Beat it, beat it. My dad loves it, so I'm going to check it out. Make flushing safe again. <laughs> WTF. That's all I'm, I can say. Beat it, beat it. I will say <clears throat> that <clears throat> the uh, toilet I often talk about of uh, a cousin of a friend's of mine in Seattle in this penthouse he had overlooking the sound, <clears throat> a $5,500 toilet, had a remote control. When you flushed it, it sucked all the air out. It was one of the features. It, it, it would flush, and it would suck all the, the uh, fecal matter and shoot it, I don't know, into the parking lot, I guess. Probably into a minority's house somewhere across the road. <laughs> yeah. $5,500 later. Yeah, police man that arrested me last week calls me up and says, hey, you want to help me sell some kilos? I'm, that's going to be a big no for me, dog. <laughs> Waylon Jennings was also at the recording of We Are the World. He was there all night drinking, wanted him singing Swahili around six in the morning. Said he was not doing it and left. <laughs> be do, be do. Star Trek guy here. Yeah, just out here in the parking lot getting high. Hopefully, I don't get caught up on the boss. And um, he could pay me my full eight hours today to so I could buy some more weed and spend it on hookers. But yeah, man. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Right. Hey guys. Putting chemicals in the water turns the freaking frogs gay. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the freaking frogs gay. That's a very funny remix. I don't know if y'all picked up on it, but I think movie man Mike thinks Wednesday Adam is <laughs> kind of hot. 
y'all might want to try to send him like a cameo for his birthday of her. Y'all might get a lifetime supply of his hot sauce, make him the happiest man in the world. Well, I was going to she's so young. I'm pretty sure she's legal. Is she legal now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of creepy. <laughs> hey, Shannon and EZ. Thank you for another great week of shows and for allowing me to use your open mic a couple of times this week. Thank you. Look, bake me something or send me a gift. You don't have to call me and thank me all the time. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we did let him do a diarrhea joke in his uh, That's true. chamber. So. Yeah. yeah, you owe me, buddy. <laughs> I missed the beginning of the story about the guy who has the like cafe trip tenders um i I, where is that at um like exactly vancouver canada the best chili dogs out there are james coney island and houston texas no doubt Uh, i do like coney island god i hate to say this but how long before some sort of retaliatory strike happens here within our borders considering all the nationals from all the different countries that have been let in here by Brandon. Please, everybody stay on your toes. See uh, something? Say something. I'm waiting for it. Beauty. It's inevitable. So am I reading that correctly? We we closed the Capitol during those strikes? Capitol who responds after retaliatory measures. We closed down our Capitol yeah. while we were blowing up stuff in uh, Iraq and Syria? You had to bring up toilet plumes again? My God, I just got that out of my head <laughs> a couple of months ago, the last time we talked about that. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Public service. Easy. No vouchers for white kids in Atlanta. Come on now. Be do, be do. Just say they're of indigenous tribes. <laughs> yeah. I think drugs have been a thing in NASCAR for a long time, especially I think marijuana is probably the most popular. You know, it's that four or five cards at the end of the race that everybody's lapped two or three times. That's your yeah. pot smokers there. <laughs> you guys hit that vape pin back there. And you guys there, go ahead. Uh, there's Tommy Moore driving the Cheech and Chong's Truce car. <laughs> the Blue's Truce car. <laughs> it's not even over, and I will never be self-conscious about any of my remarks ever again. What? what he's saying there's some uh, Friday remarks. Oh. Star Trek guy in the tub watching Deep Space Nine. And I will admit, Star Trek can be woke. But on this episode, some illegal aliens tried to run a ghetto uh, starship onto Bajor. Bajors just blew them up. Bajors don't be playing with illegal aliens. Ah, ah, ah. Have a great weekend. It's Star Trek guy in the tub. I will note it. Push the button. Heather, <laughs> where's the button? Heather noted Star Trek guy in tub uh, dash puke. <laughs> who's uh, who do you tell to push the button to yeah, shut who, her off? Who's who's shooting the uh, movies in yeah, there? Yeah, old Star Trek uh, guy in the tub. <laughs> so easy, I lost count. What was the count of uh, uh, good Mike movies and bad Mike movies uh, in your opinion? What did you say? There's only going to be 50 major movies a year. Uh, yeah, I got to go back and read. I was reading an article that talked about how bad the movie industry is going to struggle this year. 
and major wide uh, wide release films this year may actually be down by fifty compared to last year, which was already down a bunch. Mm. Uh, there, the month of July currently, unless they add some more to the schedule, has four major Oof. releases, which oh, during Temple summer, yeah. summer blockbuster. Klaus yeah. Schwab recommends that if you want to avoid bacteria when flushing the toilet. Kill yourself and depopulate. <laughs> I used a really fancy toilet at my friend's house during Christmas time. And uh, it was kind of shocking, actually. The features. <laughs> yeah. They've come a long way, the toilets. Uh, South Park did a great episode about Japanese toilets. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. They always do such a good job lampooning things that are big in the yeah. stories. I'm not sure if every movie man Mike every checks IDs or not. <laughs> she is 21. I had to look it up. Ain't nobody want to hear about no Star Trek guy in the tub, man. <laughs> uh, nothing on there. Although it says it came from, oh, it's blank. That would be all of the remarks for today, uh, for today and for the week. Thank you for leaving them. Download the app. If you don't have it, you can join in the fun. We do it a couple of times a day. Um, we'll take our final break here and uh, come back to wrap it up for you. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. As a combat wounded veteran, I know how hard it is to come home and build a meaningful life. I'm Latoya Lucas, and I'm a veteran. When I was in Iraq, our vehicle was hit. A rocket propelled grenade exploded right under my seat. Traumatic brain injury, a fractured pelvis, severe burns. They didn't think I was going to make it. I had to learn to live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. With DAV on my side, I was able to pursue my dreams. If my story can touch a heart, it can change a life. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. LaToya Lucas, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Every year, Steve Faircal climbs the stairs at the John Hancock Center in Chicago, 94 floors to the top. It's called the hustle up the Hancock. It's hard to believe when you watch Steve today that a few years ago, his lungs were failing and he was fighting to survive. For eight hours a day, someone was pounding on my chest to try and keep my lungs clear. I honestly don't think I had more than a couple weeks to live. That's when Steve received the gift of life, a double lung transplant made possible by an organ donor. After I got my new lungs, I still started doing things that I had never been able to do. I never knew that breathing could feel this good. Steve climbs to honor his donor and to raise awareness for organ, eye, and tissue donation. Wouldn't you like that when you left this beautiful planet, that you could save a few lives on your way out? It's an incredible gift. Imagine what you could make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Girls and boys in poverty around the world are dreaming of a better life. Thanks to Children International and Friends Like You, dreams are coming true. Together we help children to learn, grow, and thrive. Learn more at children.org. There's a road that I travel on my way home. 
<clears throat> every day uh, and to uh, to uh, uh, work. And it is uh, it's Fairbanks, Osceola, Alumni, whatever. But it curves. It's a beautiful S-curve on the motorcycle. I rarely drive the car. It's one of my favorite roads. But one part of it uh, where you take the turn to start the S behind their homes back there. And guarding them is one of those rails, those steel traffic rails. Well, I, 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 I'm on my way to work. This morning on the motorcycle, I noticed they're replacing it where some chump had hit it, and, and it did not hit the houses, which are brand new behind it. Um, then I saw a, a, a vehicle test of the Rivian four-door. Bro, our nation's roadside safety system, which means those rails and even the concrete things, are, ain't going to make it. No. It's not. This thing, it went through a uh, one of the uh, metal things. You, know, you see the steel guards. Like, it was buttered right through it, and then... Slammed into a concrete, it didn't even slow it down. Slammed into a concrete barrier, smashes it up, and ends up over on the other side of that. Yeah, this whole argument of, uh, oh, we shouldn't have SUVs on the road because they're so dangerous. People do not understand how heavy these electric vehicles are. The, the, the Rivian, that, this, uh, this four-door truck is almost four effing tons. Every electric car is either, is, is from 20 to 50% heavier than your traditional conventional combustion engine cars and and roads that you drive on are going to be punished by them and the the safety system that keeps cars from you know veering off into a pond or into a home or they are simply not prepared for the weight this it is it is amazing uh where did i see it brightpart.com had it on there it's just <laughs> they you know we're, we ain't, nobody nobody thought of that uh, they just thought uh, put uh, electric vehicle on road. They don't think of what the other issues that it's going to be. Behind charging it, uh, making sure the nation's you know safety highway safety system can handle it, roadside safety system, the guardrails, <clears throat> the concrete, none of it, <clears throat> none of it. It was so cool to watch crash tests too. I love it. It's awesome. And that's it for us today. Thank you, Easy. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Thank you to the the finest audience uh, in the spoken word. Uh, have a great weekend. We're back on Monday, 3 Eastern, 2 Central. Bubba the Love Sponge, who's back in the saddle uh, on Monday, I believe, after Anna hosts, hosted all week. Um, Don Miller, a real treat uh, uh, for any anybody's radio after that. And we'll see you Monday on the Florida Man Radio Network. My name is Shannon Burke. Have a good night.